The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are The Bostonian versus The Book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus The Book. How do you like their math? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy February 1st, everybody. What is up? And welcome into another episode a countdown to the Super Bowl episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Dave Sherapen, the book, Matt Perot, the Bostonian. We are live across a multitude of platforms, YouTube, Twitter, even Instagram today. We're going to roll it out with you guys on Instagram. Hi, we're going to throw some content at you guys today because it's a new month heading towards what will be a very big week next week. Roll call Friday tomorrow and then Super Bowl week. You are ready. Is that the official sports like BK Consig outfit for the Super Bowl because you have three of those correct those those jer- those jackets um can't fully disclose exactly what I have but I have multiple <laughs> multiple uh things I got to finally see the guy about the thing okay. and we came up with this one today this is the Las Vegas version with the official logo it's got all the AFC NFC patches it's purple it looks good. It feels good. And um, it's kind of lightweight, which is nice. nice. So, it's and this has snaps. Wait, 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 wait. Are, are you, are you wearing a windbreaker? Like they said in that promo for the free. So, <laughs> so I have the windbreaker. I think that's going to be Tuesday. I swear to God. I think that's going to be Tuesday. <laughs> it's got a bunch of old guys in windbreakers and Dave's busting up the, the windbreaker. No, no, no. The windbreaker's Tuesday. It's the Super Bowl windbreaker. That's for awesome. Tuesday. That's great. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. If the suits come out, they're going to tell me you got to wear a suit. I ain't wearing a suit next week. No, not we're not. Now, not no ever. No. You can't make me do it. I'm no. not doing it. No, we're not wearing um, suits. We Absolutely got the not. Super Bowl stuff ready to That's go. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. yeah. The wind I, I, I saw that and I said, oh, that's Tuesday. I think that's going to be Tuesday, <laughs> media day. Guy in a windbreaker. Yep. That's what everybody's wearing. I got to get the glasses. I got to get a track suit. The whole thing. What color pants should I get for this jacket, though? I can't decide. My stylist, Kenny, at the joint said I got to get, like, white pants. White. I've said all this white. White. I agree. White pants? White, yeah. But it's before Memorial Day. How could you wear white pants? I don't. (laughs) Is it that the rule? I don't know what the rule is. The rule is you can't wear the white pants before Memorial Day. We're in Vegas. You can wear whatever the hell you want. This we, is got women, we got women who don't wear clothes practically walking around. Oh. So like, like, what are we? Whoa. This is Vegas. Whoa. Like, what do you mean? You can do whatever you want. White cool people. Just weather forecast coming up for next week. You guys Nasty. are coming. You better bundle up. You better bring a hoodie. You better oh, bring some. There's an idea to, for, from Goroff. You do white Adidas pants with black stripes. White Adidas pants with black stripes. I'm That's on not bad. It today. That's good not idea, Goroff. That's We're not on bad. it. That's, that's a great bad. idea. Yeah, that is that's, a great idea. I like that. You, I'm gonna that, get that's, on it. That's that's that dual style, thing, see, boys. That's what we do right here on the BVB. We bring it. We sing it. We zing it. 
in the chat every day. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe. Look at button. our guy. This is my Bama guy. TJ. This is, this is my Bama guy. We want guy. TJ on the show. Oh, TJ shows up today because Bama won yesterday. <laughs> oh, I see how you are, TJ. Okay. He says that. He says that shoes. That's why he's he's, he's doing it. He's showing up on that. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So TJ's daughter is the one that's a Bama rat. And they right. wouldn't let her come on the show because we talk sports betting. So they, they weren't comfortable with talk us. about so everything. So we're going to talk about sports gambling. We're just going to talk about going on the road in the SEC to all these road right. games, you know? Yeah. I knew, oh. gosh, I knew Bailey when she was four, five. TJ, how old was Bailey when I met her? I oh think three, two. I don't know. She was young. Shit. Yeah, she was, she was teeny. She was teeny, teeny. So, right. TJ, oh, he's getting ripped. TJ only shows when Bama wins. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> TPR, you with me? Question mark knows. Everybody knows TJ. We got TJ on the show when he's ready. Not now. Yeah. We got a Bama discussion coming up later. Don't we ever. That's why oh I think it's why he's coming. Goodness. That's why he's here. Because he's a big baseball guy and so a big I. college baseball guy. Okay. And so, oh, Bailey was three. Okay. So, so Bailey was three when I met her. My gosh. Okay. That was 15 years ago. Yikes. Yes. Damn. TJ is my barbecue supplier. Yes. He is my dealer. He is my, he is my barbecue <laughs> sauce dealer. Absolutely. Be careful what you say, how you say it. My God, he's, he's the barbecue. Barbecue sauce. Yes. Stuff. Yes. yes. That's that dealer. Pedals your blackjack dealer, which there will be people in town. We got our own Bear Maulings, part of the brigade. He right. deals the table games as well. He does. Perhaps his, his specialty, but he does the carnival games and all that other stuff. Do we have anyone else that works in a casino as part of the brigade? Well, like it works as a dealer. If you do, put your put your show yourself in the chat. Anti, great. Well, Anti is part of Anti works in Anti. Used to, I, I think Anti got out. Anti used oh, to be a, a entirely a, a, got out. Guy. I, yeah, I don't think he's in a casino anymore. Okay, I think he's doing something else. But yeah, that would be good. Yeah, we got the Alabama baseball discussion later. We got a That's lot of coming. things going on. Um, what <laughs> do you want to hit him with here at the top, though? <laughs> Hold on, I just, I just, I just, I just love. I can't wait to talk about the Bama thing because, like, you know that adage, like criminals are stupid, like. Yeah, people, people in the gambling gambling space. I can't wait to get this story. This story is so good about the fact that he was bragging about how much he knew to the, to the people behind the counter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you knew what I knew, are you seriously like broadcasting? You got yourself busted for being a moron. I all mean, he had to do was take the fifteen dimes and leave. Just be quiet. All he had to do was take the fifteen dimes and leave. What's the limit on a game? Yeah. Well, dime. Well, I want a hundred. What do you mean you want a hundred thousand? I want a hundred thousand on a college baseball game. I want a hundred thousand dollars. If you knew what I knew, why would I give you the bet then you clown? <laughs> like, It's one of those things. I said it to somebody this morning and I've been on the phone all morning. I want to thank Joe Ostrowski, uh, nice. Chris Mack and Aaron Hawksworth for having me on back you all this morning. Beautiful. They all said to say hello. They're not Hi. coming to Vegas. So wow. Yeah, Is anyone back you or just uh they're not the morning show's not because the time change they Jay, saw yeah, that tough. last year right, right. keeping yeah, yeah, the yeah, time change at the same time it didn't work it's so they're not yeah. coming so they said to say hello to you we're going to try to get them on our show oh good uh depending on schedule allowance and things like that but yeah i talked to them and then i talked to someone else about this bama thing and Furman got me involved on the twitter and all this he other did. stuff i saw the guy came in all he had to do was order the dinner special and leave. Instead, he tried to buy the whole restaurant. Okay. It's he tried to one. buy. 
A hundred thousand? Like, buddy, what are you doing? And it's so then, because he didn't get the hundred thousand, which, by the way. Well, he did what you said. He bet it and then tried to bet it again. He bet it and moved the number. He asked for a hundred thousand. Right, right. They said 15. that normally you take a dime. (laughs) Right. They said you can have 15. He bitched and moaned about that. And then told everybody what he knew and who he knew and all this other stuff. And again, we'll talk about it more. You'll have the details in the, in the, in the pictures yeah. and all that other stuff. But like, just take what they give you and go. And then maybe yeah. go to another place. But like, yeah, but I don't we, want to tell you how to circumvent the rules. But what are you doing? We'll talk about it. Stay tuned for more on the Bama Baseball Scandal. But we are one week away from the first yes. ever BBB primetime show at Resorts World happening on. As far as we know, this is a four to six show. Okay. Until we hear differently, this is what we're, we're operating under. It's a yep. four to six show Pacific time. If you're in town, if you are coming to Vegas, it is a free open ball, open everything. It's an open. Just come on in. Okay. The doghouse is where the sports book is located in the back at Resorts World. If you're coming in and you're going to park in one of the parking, the closest to the casino, it's right downstairs. Like literally the, the elevator drops you off right in front of the sports book. Yep. If you're going to park in the far one, you got to walk a little ways, but it's no big deal. It's really simple to get in free 21 plus for the sports book. We believe doghouse will be open to all ages and you guys can just come in, hang out four to six with us Pacific time, uh, seven to nine on the YouTube, on the Twitter for the first ever BBB primetime show a week from today at resorts world. I have no idea what that's going to look like because I think it could be really crazy and fun. So highly recommend if you're in town, look at the hat, the All resorts right. world hat right there. Very nice. Our friend Richard. Um, I, I don't know if all those will be available, but we're going to hang out. We're going to do the show. If you're there, we'd like to have you on the show. If you want to sure. do the show, I'm not going to force you to do the show, but it's a good way to come on, talk to us, talk to each other, hang out. There will be games on. Um, there's other things going on other than the Super Bowl this week. Like we kind of know that from doing this show, right? There may be people at media row that will only talk about the football. I think one of the strengths of what we do every day is that we talk about everything. So we're going to have, yes, that's our first live show Super Bowl week from a venue. There's going to be more in March. I got an email that I have to check, uh, you know, that you sent and, we saw, I didn't open it yet. So before you ask, I did not look at that yet. I will do it after the show. I, took, I promise. I took, I took care of all already. It's all, it's all done. You already did that? <laughs> did it all. It's all done. Yeah. So, okay. Had so we can tell people why I, I was talking to some people back East that I know are coming out. And we can't said, talk about like the actual like time and specifically where we're going to be at resorts world. Not yet. But, we're going to, yeah, only because we want to make sure that we've got the venue locked down because okay. we're not. Right. So the this a week from Thursday, we're going to be in the book. March Madness is going to be a Thursday, Friday, two show, two day event from a venue that's not the book. That's going to be a much more intimate in a much more, I think, fun way for just yes. us in the brigade to hang with each other for the yes. better part of 48 to 72 yeah. hours here in Vegas and get into all kinds, all kinds of trouble. So that's going to happen the first weekend of March Madness, but we're going to give you the full details after we get through the first show, and then we'll be able to give you the codes and everything else to book your rooms and come on in and be a part of what's going to be, I think, the next level up. Like we did it once, 
We're going to level it up and go bigger this time around. Save up for March. FOMO in February. Make it reality in March. Save up for March. It'll be fun. It'll be different. It'll be our thing. I say it before we start the chat. We all we got. We all we need. We might be all we got and all we need in a little area. (laughs) Hanging out with TVs, us doing a show, talking while games are going on. Everything you and I have talked about being a vision. We did it in Circa at the Cabana in the middle of the morning. We're going to be doing it in the same time situation, probably, but with games and everything going on. And I don't know. No question. Good question, Sonic. Thursday will be replayed the following night. Okay. So, or maybe even on Saturday. We don't know how they're going to structure, how they're going to do it. But the Thursday show will air on SportsGrid, but they air us six days a week. So oftentimes the Friday show on SportsGrid runs twice. It runs on Friday night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday yeah. overnight and Saturday yeah. overnight. So we're going to give them an extra hour 40, and they could put that show either on Friday night or on Saturday night. So it'll air on either orbit. Yes, it will be on SportsGrid. It just won't be on that night because our Thursday morning show, that'll air on SportsGrid Thursday night overnight. And then Friday morning, I'm assuming they're going to run there. And then Saturday or Friday night, depending on how they structure it and they run it, that's when we're going to do it. But yes, the live show from Resorts World will be on Sports Grid, just not on... I don't know exactly when it'll rerun. I'll find out. I'll tell you we'll guys. Find we'll find yeah, out. We'll, 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 when we'll the rerun. Sure. Yeah. By, by the will time will tell us because will, Will's the one. Who, when you say sorry, Will, it's also because Will's the one doing the editing to put it on Sports Grid. So he'll tell right. us when it's going to run. So we'll know. Fair. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. those guys are, uh, the, the, the suits are flying today. They're in the air right now. So we huh? can't ask them till later. So they're, they'll be out. This Man, evening. I tell you what, it's, it's absolute crap today. This is cold, wet, rainy, disgusting weather. Oh. And, and it's like, if you're, if you're coming in today, if you're landing, I'm sorry. Cause you're going to step outside and go, where is Las Vegas weather? Yeah. Cause it no. feels like new England today. It's gray. Yeah. It's dark. It's yeah. wet. It's nasty. It's bitter. People are pissed off. People are beeping and yelling and screaming at each other. I'm like, I'm back at home. Like, all right, this is this is New England. We're 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 right back. We're right back home to to February. What do these used to call it? The March malaise. Those are like are the February fade. People just get all pissed off because they're so sick of the cold weather by February. Sounds like people's picks. February pretty much. fade. March yeah. malaise. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like yeah. that. No. So. Um, yeah, we will have codes. I see Roger asking for codes. We're hopefully yes. going to have codes for, you know, help you with the rooms and different things like that. Save up. We'll have codes. Tomorrow we'll have area codes. Roll call Friday. <laughs> 100%. We'll have codes. Everybody will show up. Indian is uh, seeing the sun for the first time in 14 days. We set a record yesterday for the highest temperature in Vegas ever in, in January. It was 72 degrees at the airport. It was perfect yesterday. Oh, I mean, like glorious. perfect, perfect <laughs> yesterday. I yeah. went, I walked, I think, I think I did a total of four and a half miles just yesterday. You. Went out, did two, and I came back in and I'm like, I still have time. It is so nice. I'm going back. And I did another two mile loop just oh, to, nice. you know, get some space because we got, good. you know, all the tumult and everything else. So, um, yeah, this this is going to be good. So I've started telling people, P. Ralt, about Thursday. Please. I got purred them. Tell everyone. I'm telling everybody. Tell everyone. 
Bring them all in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bring all them right. all in. All right. Thursday. We'll, we'll hang out. See, I, I can't wait to do the show, but I also can't wait to kind of hang after the show and just grab a beer or grab a drink or whatever and just kind of hang out with people after we, after we get off the air. So talk to them on the air and off the air. So this will be a fun time. Just come on in and hang out and just meet people, meet fellow brigade members that maybe you've seen the handle and now you put a name to a face. Like right. this will be a lot of fun. Thursday will be cool. Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right. What happened last night? Let's get into this. Seattle, we missed this from the show yesterday. It happened kind of in the morning. So we can talk about this because the commanders have hired their head coach. So we'll get to that story next. But do you have any issue with this youth movement? Like 36 years old. He's the youngest head coach now in the NFL. Younger than Gerard Mayo, who was going to be the youngest head coach in the NFL at 37 years of age. This guy's 36 years of age. No, I mean, I hear people say, well, they're so young that they've never been a coach before and all that other stuff. I don't buy any of that. If a guy's ready, he's ready. If he's not, he'll figure it out. And if he's really not, he'll be out in three years. There's only one coach this age who has done this. One coach has proven that he was ready at the age of 32, three, whatever. One, Sean McVay, the only coach. Everyone else is waiting. Now, you could say Sirianni was young, took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. You could say that Zach Taylor was young, took him to the Super Bowl. They haven't won it. They've gone there. They haven't won it. And I guess you could say, Matt, that's good enough for some of these you know, organizations to get to the Super Bowl. It's a huge accomplishment. I'll give you that. But they didn't win it. <laughs> so All it's right. like, I just have a weird, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like even 40 seems young. 45 seems young to me in terms of running a entire franchise. Like, you are the CEO, essentially, as the head coach of everything football related with these programs. And look, Mike McDonald's defense was historically good for the Ravens. Like, they were yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, we go with him. He's the head coach. Dan Quinn gets the commander's job. How about that? How about this tweet? I, I, I didn't pull it, but I forget who wrote it, but Dan it's so true. Had backwards all the time. Quinn the commanders so decided to take the guy who blew the 28 to three record, uh, the 28 to three score in the Super Bowl versus hiring the guy who orchestrated the comeback down 28 to three. Was Quinn the head coach? No, he's a defensive coordinator. No, 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 he was head coach. No, he was a head coach in Atlanta. Yeah, he was a head coach in Atlanta when that happened. Yes, he was. He was a head coach. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you choose him over Belichick. You want Dan Quinn over Bill Belichick? Did they? They interviewed Belichick, right? The commanders did not. No. They had no okay, interest. So in the they get-go. didn't choose him over him. They didn't interview him. Well, they they just didn't know, know any part of him. There's a goodbye. <laughs> like they don't want him. <laughs> yeah, this is I crazy. Over half NFL coaches are now 45 years of age or younger. You got to talk to the kids. You got to be able to relate, right? You got to, I mean, a lot of times so you build out, up the equity as the coordinator. Who is the oldest coach in the NFL left? Uh, put it in the chat. The guys in the chat will have us an answer in less than a minute. Put it in that whoever gets the answer to who's the oldest coach will be brought up right on the screen. Who's the oldest coach in the NFL? Watch what happens. Watch what happens with this chat. This is the Andy most interactive Reed? gambling show that doesn't just talk about gambling in the entire space. 
Is Andy is, is Andy Reid? Is he? Is Andy Reid the most Sean Payton? Is um, Payton older? Mike McCarthy? Andy Reid is 67. Gotta be him. That's my favorite. That, that that'd be my choice then right now without yeah, knowing. Because Pete Carroll's 72, he's out. Bill Belichick was what, 71? How Andy old is Sean Reed, Payton? 65 years old. The wrench, Sonic, who does the graphic work here, said Andy Reid, 65. Boom. Put it up there. Reid, 65. Nailed it. Okay. So yes, Andy Reid's the oldest, according to Google. Andy Reid's the oldest coach. He's in, in, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I just, I'm 46 years old. So I'm like right in that wheelhouse of going like, okay, like you're too old to be a coach now. Now I am right. Yeah. I mean, but like, I feel like there was a day and a time where like you getting a head coaching job in the NFL meant you had been around the game and you had built a resume that justified you getting the head coaching job. Like you mm-hmm. earned it. You weren't handed it. You earned it. Right. And now we're saying, like, I don't know. I have a different perspective on this only because, and I get the point of like, you have to relate to the kids because this is what I love coaching. I, I, I love teaching at UNLV because I feel like if I was a coach, how would I relate to these, you know, 21 year olds, you know, that I'm, that I'm talking to every day. And like, they are different. I'll admit it that they, they, they do have a very short attention span and they do have a different approach to things. They do not put up with the same level of stuff that you and I put up with for a long time. Like you can't yell at kids anymore. Like when we were in high school, remember like there was always a coach that like you would get bitched at. Like he would just like scream at you nonstop. Yeah. It doesn't really work anymore like that. No, they don't respond to this, to that, to that way anymore. Like they just, there's no more yelling. And you could say kids are soft. I mean, that that can be a way of presenting it. You know, we talked about it with, with the cell phone thing, but like there's a definite demarcation of 1990. There's done, they've done this research that in night, the, the kids born after 1990 parents started to become much different with the way they approached parenting. It's when the helicopter parent became a thing. Oy. It's when, the participation trophy thing became a reality and everybody was all, we were all about wanting to make sure everyone got their fair shake share and everybody was comfortable and nobody felt left out and nobody trophies for everybody time. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Like, Hey, everyone needs to feel this one way. Everyone needs to be made to feel okay. So like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why, because you know, guys who are born, let's see if you're, if you're 36 years old, you were born in 1987. Like that's insane. <laughs> like, think about that. It's a hell of a year for me. You were born in 1987. I was a junior in high school. Like 88 was my senior year. I graduated <laughs> high school. There's a lot of stuff going on back then. Not everybody got trophies. No, there was winners. There was losers. I had a couple coaches that were MFers. They were tough. Oh. They were hard. You know, but there were other coaches that as long as the coach gave you a fair shake, they could yell. Like that's the way I coached. I used to, I mean, there were times oh. we had to just blow it up. We had to do it. And Dick I was Collins. 
A guy named Dick Collins was a was what? the most Dick successful. Collins? Dick Collins was the most successful high school football coach in the region. Coached in my high school. Coached at Andover High School. Wow. And he okay. owned my town. Like he ran my town. He hated my father more than my dad and him went a hundred rounds. He tried to get oh, my dad no. kicked out of kicked out of school. Like, yeah, my, my, my dad was not uh was not well liked by Coach Dick Collins because that was back in the day when coaches had to teach. So like he taught, I think he taught like science or something stupid. Okay. That like he would throw kids out and my dad was a hippie and you know, he didn't like him and he was a long hair hippie in the late seventies. So it didn't work for what Dick Collins was all about, but that type of, he, he used to berate everyone. He was the guy that would grab your face mask and pull you to to, and screamed at him, you know, just yelled at him and made him just would make kids cry and throw them out of practice and make them run laps. The stuff that you couldn't do anymore now. Like you couldn't do, you could, you can't get away with the same stuff anymore. And I guess that's why they feel like they have to go younger because that way of coaching is not allowed anymore. Like guys can barely wear pads at practice. Like they, they don't even let the guys have contact really anymore. Different sports, different approaches, different coaches. Okay. You got to have all of it. I think you, Bear Bryant, I believe was the first one to say it. Or I've seen it on a Bear Bryant plaque. Well, we're loving like, Bama today, aren't we? Wow. Well, I a- saw a- that. Junction Boys or a- or Bama version of, ba- of Bear? I, Bama version. Okay, because Junction I, Boys is the one where he didn't let them drink water for a week. <laughs> but the Bama, it was a picture of him in the, in the houndstooth with the hat. And it yeah. said, the kids don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Hmm. Kept that. And I... Use that as I was coaching the, all the kids and all the teams and all the stuff. And I used to say that to them all the time. I know you don't care how much I know, but I hope you know how much I care. And once you got that, you could yell at them. You could tell them. You could, you know, you had to pick them up when they were down. But then mm. when they were up, you had to knock them down. It's like being a parent. It's the same thing. You have to earn that. And, you know, I don't know. These coaching changes, it's it's all because what? Like, we didn't win. I don't think just changing the coaches means you win, but it can change the culture. Like, what are they doing in Washington? Of the two, which one is a one you kind of scratch your head and go, what are we doing here? Like, is Washington well, the job that nobody would take? So they went kind of, kind of, yeah. I mean, they cut. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dan Quinn, he's 53 years old, been a head coach before, obviously taken a team to a Super Bowl before lost to Belichick. His defense was very good this year, but it got blown up by the Packers at home and they lost as the two seed. And now you have McCarthy who's really on the hot seat. So he's jumping ship before McCarthy gets blown out and you have, I mean, also, I think there's something to be said for what was the conversation yesterday with our guys down in Dallas on the fan on the Jerry Jones show at 105.3 when they blatantly asked him, could you work with Belichick? And he said, absolutely. He said, why couldn't I work with Bill Belichick? We could work together. Absolutely. And I thought that was an interesting line that Jerry Jones said publicly about Belichick's out there and he's going to be this ogre kind of hovering over hanging out on the hill looking down when would when do you want to tap me in 
if the Dallas Cowboys get off to a rough start, <laughs> Dan Quinn might have been like, yeah, I'm not, I don't want to be around for this. Like, this is going to get nasty. I'm going to check out and take the commander's job. Oh, yeah. Just go and like, who cares? Just get me a job. I'll be there for a couple of years. Get ahead of it because Mike McCarthy could be out quick. I mean, think uh. about this. The greatest coach of all time. The guy who's been attached to eight Super Bowl winning teams, six of which he was the head coach. He coached in three other Super Bowls. Bill Belichick has coached in 11 Super Bowls, either as a defensive coordinator or a head coach. There's only been 58 of these. Okay. There's been 58. Well, 57. 58. So the only, there's, been, there's been 57 Super Bowls and Bill Correct. Belichick has been coaching in 11 of them as a major coordinator. Do the math. That's 20%. Okay. <laughs> so like the league, 18.5. he has had more influence on the league than any other coach or defensive coordinator. And yet when there were multiple job openings this off season for Bill Belichick, he did not get any of them. Too old. Maybe, but not for Jerry Jones. He's younger than Jerry Jones by a decade. So that's where you can go and say, all right, you get off to a two and two start. You lose to Philly or whatever in week four. Wait a second. Are you already firing McCarthy? I fired him two years ago. I'm shocked. He's still the head coach. Sean Payton should be the head coach of Dallas. We, when I told you this before, that was the plan. You did have him there. That, that, that was the plan. That he was told that there. that was the plan. Peyton was told that was the plan. That was everything that it was going to happen. And then McCarthy won too much. And then they felt guilty about blowing him out, saying, give him one more year. And then he went off and won the division. And it's like, oh, can't fire him now, even though they collapsed in the playoffs. Bring him back what one more time. Wins. Wins what? I don't know. They won a division. That's good. That's right? not enough. That's not enough. That's why he's back. He's back. Chairs, he's on, the, chairs on the clock, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Reaper's knocking on the door. I mean, he's got to go. Like, I mean, like, come on. It's true. The average age of he's about to he's about to hit the average lifespan of an American male. Okay, he's eighty three years old. That's oh. pretty much when when you know the guy with the with the big sharecropper thing starts knocking on your door and starts saying like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> You know, and he knows that Did you just knock on the screen. <laughs> you <shuffle? laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So like, you know, that's, that's what he's doing. It's coming in. So oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Dan Quinn's smart to get out here and say, you know what? Um, yep. No, thank you. I'm going to leave. He stayed inside the division though, which is really interesting. Right. He goes, he's going to coach against McCarthy now for two, two times a year. That's what I mean. That's why this feels like this is not like a, the ideal spot. If you're Dan Quinn, like you'd much rather have gone to an AFC team than gone or even another or the Seattle Seahawks or something like get away from Dallas, get away from the division. It's one of the division. Two jobs, P. Rowe. Correct. I said this that, yesterday. Hey, that's true. A hundred percent. Their fourth or fifth option, though, like they wanted a variety of different guys and they finally were like, fine, Dan Quinn. <laughs> like, we'll take Dan Quinn. Oh, man. Nikki Saramello just came in a chat and said, I always said the Cowboys won't win the Super Bowl again until Jerry kicks the bucket. He's not man, wrong. Man. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, look, Jerry Jones had a phenomenal run. He's been trading off of it for the better part of 30 years. I, I'm just really trying to not have the Patriots follow in the Cowboys' footsteps. 
It's all I'm trying to do. Like just it only took 30 minutes, and now you got the Patriots mentioned in here. I just There's can't bad do enough it. with the Belichick. The Celtics are playing the Lakers. I saw that make the rundown. You wore the hat. Best game of the year. It's the best game of the night, brother. Best, biggest game of the night. Celtics hosting the Lakers tonight. What? There's only four NBA games. There's only Wisconsin, Nebraska is the game of the night. Really? No. Do you know how many wins Nebraska has in the NCAA tournament? I do know this. I do know the answer to this. Do you know? I know you know. Does the chat know? How many wins? Put it in the chat right now. Okay. Until you know. until that ha- until the answer comes up and until there is a legitimate story to be had, Nebraska is a football school until further notice. And I love Fred Hoiberg. The answer. And you're right. Yes. Oh no, I'm sorry. Who cares? Yeah, there. That's true. <laughs> but I was going with this one. <laughs> Who cares about the answer to that question? <laughs> but Wisconsin and Oregon are both winning tonight. Yes, I agree. We'll get to that college basketball talk. Yes. So no one knows. By the way, no nobody knows. And the and the answer, answer is zero. The answer is zero. Zero. They've never won a game in the tournament. They've made the tournament, but they never. Belichick said, "Who cares? Come on, yeah. Joe." So that's not. You know. This is this is the question. Which team's going to hand over all the power to Belichick? The reason why no the I same think, number of peak wins that yes. Nebraska has. <laughs> Fine. Zero. But here's the thing. What Jerry Jones might just do it. Because Jerry Jones wants a title that badly, Jerry Jones just might give the keys. If they get off to a bad start next year, Jerry Jones may be the one to say, here, Bill, you can have it all. Let me just yeah. be there to watch. Okay, well, with all this focus on defense, where's Vrabel? Where's your man Vrabel, P. Ralt? How is Why does he not have a job? I'm shocked. Mike Are Vrabel you? is not going to. I am. Mike Vrabel is not a head coach in the NFL next year. Is stunning to me. That is stunning. He won't. Off. He'll have a year off. He'll do TV, but he'll be back. He'll be coaching in the NFL after a year. Next year, he'll be back in the he'll be back in the game. What if he likes not coaching? Oh well, maybe. But he's young. Like he's in the prime. How old is McCarthy? Mike Vrabel? Be, I think he's put like in the chat. fifty-one. Guys, put it in the chat. How old is Mike Vrabel? I'm gonna say Mike Vrabel is fifty-one. I was gonna say forty-nine. He's 48. He's 48? Yep. Still got so, it. We so. still got it with the number. That was pretty good. So um, he's right there. I mean, he's right. He's in the prime. Co- he's he's going to be coaching again. He'll coach for a long time. He's really I, – I want him. Look, Gerard Mayo may be unbelievable, okay? And I hope he is unbelievable. I'm cheering for him. I'm banking. I'm backing him. Let's go, Gerard. I'm, I'm all in. But if he's bad, I'm just going to go, yeah, had Vrabel. You had a chance. Maybe this is the second time around. Patriots bring him back afterwards. But like the youth movement, the Patriots are right in lockstep with everybody else. Right. Let's go hire a 37-year-old, 36-year-old coach. Right. Bring in. him in. Yeah. He's going to relate to the players. He's going to, you know, the guys are going to respond. Okay. Like, let's see what happens because there's a lot of really young, inexperienced head coaches. Antonio Pierce here in Vegas. Like, we've talked about the product a lot. And and some of the product is also coaching and the lack thereof. True. And what you're allowed to do and what not allowed to do and all those other things. But I think a good coach is still a good coach. You saw what happened with Peyton. Sean Peyton sat out. He became not only do you sit out and get out of the, the, the loop, you get to be a better coach while you're sitting out because then you're one of the first coaches hired next year, just like Otto said in the chat. Right. He sits out a year, 
Some yeah. teams have a bad year. Right. Maybe organizations that he would prefer to go to or an opportunity comes Fair. up and he goes, you know what? I will go coach here. I'm going to come back here. You know, it's similar to Jacksonville. He could end up in different places or whatever. You know, is it similar to like, is it similar to the backup quarterback being the most popular guy on the team type of thing? You get more popular the year you sit out as a coach, right? You do. It's amazing, right? You do TV, you know, you do a couple of guest appearances. Yeah. You show up if you're a college coach, like Nick Saban is going to go to game day. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, everyone's going to be falling over themselves. I really want Nick Saban and Bill Belichick to do something content wise together. I really want it to happen. Careful. Awesome. It would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. Would that be incredible? Put them both in the game day set. Can we get them on the show? Can we get them I, on the show here? Any day, time, and whenever you and, want. And Bill, <laughs> come on, on in. They're gonna Guys, anytime. If you know them, have them reach out. Come into Discord channel. What's the Discord channel? BVBshow.com. Try that or ask the BVB at gmail.com. Email us. We'll, we'll get them on the show. Talk See, to them a little bit. About I disagree, Stevie Mac. I don't think a quick hook is coming for Gerard Mayo. I really do not. I, I, I think he's going to get two years. Yeah, I think he's going to get a really long, long run. I, I disagree with that entirely. This is he was placed. Correct. This is this is correct. This is not bringing in somebody from outside. This is the family. Yeah, you had him the, here. This is Robert Kraft's legacy in his decision making. And as long as he's the the owner of the team, I think you would need the Patriots to have been sold for him to be fired within two years because the the Kraft family is not going to fire Gerard Mayo. Like they have a hundred percent locked with him. They chose him two years ago to be this. He's the heir apparent, not Josh McDaniels, not all the other coaches we thought might get the gig. Right. They picked Mayo. So he's getting longer than two years. He's he's getting a while. He's getting a long, long, long run, like four well, or five years. He's got a longer pass. Like if you bring in yeah. somebody from outside, I mean, like you saw what happened in Denver. They thought they were getting Rodgers. They didn't get Rodgers. They yeah. brought in uh, whomever. He lasted. Did he a even year. last the whole season? Yes, one year. Yes, they let him see it to the end. Yeah, but like one or two years. That's not no. I, I would be, I would be surprised. Very, very surprised if Mayo was gone within two years. So he has at and least three years. And I don't know where Mike Vrabel fits. Like, I'm trying to think like, because Belichick in Philly or Belichick in New York, there's all these reports, by the way, that have come out that like Belichick hates the Giants. I don't know if that's true or not, but like there's this longstanding, like everyone thinks that Belichick likes the Giants, but he might not. I don't know whether he does or he doesn't, but it would make sense. It, it, it fits the eye. Belichick coaching the Giants, Belichick coaching the Eagles. Where does Mike Vrabel make sense? I don't know. The Vikings? Like the Bears, like what? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, okay, you know, Chicago, you take yeah. the Chargers off the list for a while. Oh yeah, wow, heck yeah. Oh, Tony Baroni. Yeah, Bears. I think that's possible. I could see it with the Bears potentially Bears. if Eberflus doesn't work and they want to bring in a more you know defensive minded head coach, smash mouth guy. How would you feel as the coach like Eberflus? Where they said you got to blow out the building, but you yep. could stay. I, I I I thought about that. I'm like, man, now I got to make all the calls of all the guys that I really know and say, look, I think we got another year. We have to make this work. You want to come coach with me? You could be the quarterbacks coach. You could be the offensive line coach. I mean, they made him clean out the basically everybody else, right? 
that's a hard spot to be in. I would feel very nervous in that spot. Like, you know, hey, Dave, you could come. And I think on a personal level, like you're yes. talking about the coaches getting better with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think my opinion about going to back and work at a book, like people are asking me, you want to come back and work at a book? And I'm like, uh, I, I, my opinion might be getting better. People are like, Dave, we should hire you. No, 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 no. I'm doing a show with P. Ralt. It's called Bostonian versus book. Leave us alone. I'm on sports grid. I'm doing enough. But do you go, all right, this guy's right over my shoulder like Vrabel. Like, that's a nerve-wracking situation, is it not? I mean, I think being a head coach, you're always like that anyway. I think you're just naturally nervous and overlooking, you know, looking over your shoulder always at someone there. Everyone's gunning for your job. There's 32 of them. Everybody wants your job. So I think that comes with the territory. But I think you're right talking about the idea that if you bring in your guys and you build out an entire roster of coaches and then the owner comes in and says, you can stay, but everyone else has to go. That's not. And then you got to bring in all new people. We saw in Philadelphia, like it didn't work. Right. It's hard to do that. It's hard to have, you know, we, everyone has, every coach knows other coaches. Like it's just a fraternity of small number of people that could, you know, you know of them or know someone who knows them and whatnot, but you don't have history. Like when you have your guys, you have your people, the people you're, you've been been in the foxhole with them. You know, what's going to happen when the game starts to go nuts. There's some people that you're working with for the first time and you're like, the hell are you doing? <laughs> and you, and you see something with them and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, ah, we don't do that. Right. Right. Like th- so that's my, my concern is just the natural relationship and working structure is completely changed when you bring in new people. And that doesn't always work. Especially when the clock's ticking down. Correct. Yeah. Right. This pressure. Right. right. Yeah. You're already you're already under that gun. You're under the pressure already, and it's getting you know tighter and tighter. And you're like right. trying to breathe, and you can't. And your heart starts racing, and you're like yeah. looking around for some relief and help. And your people that you hired aren't helping you. That's kind of what happened, I think, with the Eagles. Like everything was great when they were ten and one, and then but it they, really wasn't. Like they were. Right. It was okay because they were winning. But as soon castle, as right. they weren't winning, goodbye. Everything that was really going on just right to the surface. And then everybody was going, well, this guy keeps talking in, you know, Proverbs and this guy's not doing this and they won't throw him the ball. And they, where was all this? Oh, we were winning. Nobody was saying the quiet part out loud. Nobody cared, right? Yeah. Yeah, No one was, no one was was worried about it because you were winning and it was all good. Yeah. And I just think there's so many cases now here in the NFL where we're experimenting. Like we're literally experimenting. We don't know what these guys are going to, I mean, Mike McDonald is 36 years old. Like being a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator, it's so different. When you're the head coach, you're in charge of everything. You're not in charge of one group. You're in charge of everything. So like, at least with Mayo, Belichick was, he was aware of what the contract stated and he groomed him. He brought him into different parts of the offense, brought him into different meetings. Like, Belichick, by all accounts, was was good to Mayo. He was horrific to Mac Jones. I don't know if you guys saw that report or not, but they stopped talking after week 12. Belichick stopped talking to Mac Jones. To the quarterback. To the quarterback, yeah. Just stopped talking to him. Had no relationship with him. Had no Because he knew he was gone. Belichick knew he was out. 
Oh, oh. So he knew he wasn't coming back. He knew Mayo was getting the job and he didn't want. Now the report is he never wanted Mac Jones. He wanted Davis Mills and he was overruled. Kraft made him take a first round quarterback. He didn't want to take a first round quarterback. Oh, he didn't think Mac Jones was worth that level of pick up high. Which he ultimately was proven correct, which created a very large divide between Belichick and Kraft. It was a big, I told you so to Robert Kraft from Belichick. And that didn't help in that profession and not talk to the guy who gets the ball every play because you well, your year's over once after week 12, the Patriot season was, over. I understand him shot. still got five games left. Yeah. Like that, that, I mean, you ever work at a job where you work with somebody, you don't talk. It's very uncomfortable. It's awful. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I've had producers like that. When I was in radio, I had producers like that. We couldn't talk during breaks. It was horrible. It's no good. No, no good. No, 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 no. I mean, even when, you know, we got boys and girls and they're in relationships and stuff. When you ain't talking to your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend and you're living together, it's caca. That's terrible. (laughs) Welcome to the last two years of my marriage. But yes, I do understand understand that. That heat is no good. No good. No, it was never. It was not good. That's why this show was such a refuge for me. (laughs) I got to laugh for two hours. You get right. You got to talk. But yes, CBW, yes, Davis Mills from Stanford. That's the Davis Mills, yes. And Bill was right. You, you, yes, Jeff Benny. Bill was right at oh, the end boy. of the day. Here we go. But how yeah. much of that was Bill's fault? Like, you know, like how much of that is Bill's fault? Like Bill was supposed to coach a guy up. Now you could say, what happened in year one? Why was he so good in year one? Why was he so bad in year two? Did Belichick stop coaching him up? Like what happened? And, and look, mm-hmm. Davis Mills went to went to Texas and went to the Texans and was it been a backup quarterback who started, started for a year. I don't know why Bill liked him. I mean, one day we'll kind of find those things out, but I mean, I don't know. It, it, yes. Knowledge Dylan. gets dropped in the chat every single day on this show. And again, if you're here, <laughs> thank you for being here and hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We're just about a hundred short. I think of, of 2k mm-hmm. subscribers. Keep going, boys. Tell somebody if you haven't subscribed, but you listen to the show, you don't want us just hit subscribe for a week and get us to 2000. I think you'll enjoy it. But if you don't, that's fine. Don't do it. But Bonvi just came in the chat. I looked down and said, God, I love being single. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. You don't know what you're going to get when you show up on a day every day at the ish time. Bobby just hit me with that one. I just started laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I can't talk negatively about it. I don't think he's, to be quite honest, I don't think he's wrong. But yes, Bill decided to not coach up Mac. He he stopped. If you believe the reports that have come out of New England in the last 24 hours, that that's really bad. But that's why I thought Brable might go there. And there, there was a, because the reason why this is now back into the into the conversation is because there is a large rumor in New England that Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback for the Patriots next year. That Gerard Mayo believes that Mac is still a very good quarterback. And if you drafted a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. at number three, and you give him a legitimate number one, a guy that can play the position at an elite level, all pro level, that will be you know an unbelievable talent, that that will change everything for Mac Jones. And he could go back to where he was as a rookie. Wouldn't that be the ultimate irony? to Bill? Oh, yeah, that's oh. to Bill. Yeah, that's to Bill, right? Well, I'm selling that in the locker room. Well, I'm selling that, and that's I'm the rumor. Mayo the rumor was that Mac Jones. Mac, I'm like, look, let's yeah. 
Let's get the old man, you know, a little going away present here. Let's, Let's show him he was wrong. And for Robert Kraft, he gets to kick his heels up and say, I told you. Like, oh, it, it is a big I told you so if oh, Mac Jones baby. comes back and Mayo keeps him and the Patriots don't draft a quarterback at Ooh. number three. But the fan base is a big problem. I mean, you bring the back fan Mac, base will be fine if they win. There's the if. There's the if. If they win, fan base won't care if you're quarterback in the Patriots. If they win, they got to win. I'd be a hell of a quarterback. They would love me. I would wear them red uniforms to pat the Patriot man <laughs> would look good. Oh my God. See, that's the problem though, right? right. I mean, it, winning cures everything. Like if Mayo comes out and wins and, and wins with Mac, but the process to get to the winning, that is going to be like walking through Mordor. Like you're going to have so many people coming at you left and right to actually get there that it's not going to be easy for you to do that. Like Andy Dufresne through the pipe, yes, on the way out, out, and, and you may Shawshank. get out, and and, 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 and and you may go into the rain, and you may have all that moment, and the overhead shot may come to Mayo, but you got to win, and I don't know if they're going to win with Mac Jones, but the draft is, I mean, look, all Patriot, if you if you go on any New England shows on Radio Row, that's all they're going to ask you about is about who the Patriots are going to draft. What are the odds on the Patriots drafting a quarterback? Versus I ain't talking out? about the draft. Okay, that's all they care about. It's all you're going to hear in New England right now is it's what position because the Patriots at three, they control the draft. Like it's weird, but they do control the draft because one, two is going to be quarterback, quarterback. Now, who goes in that order? Caleb Daniels or Caleb May? That's the question. But if the Patriots don't take a quarterback at three, does a team come up and the Patriots go back down a la Belichick and don't draft because there are arguably, if you believe the pundits, there are arguably 10 to 12 wide receivers with first round grades in this draft. You don't need to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at three or even any wide out at three. There are arguably seven to 10 tackles that are first round graded players in this draft. So there's all this talent. This is a very deep draft with a lot of very key position talent players in it left tackle wide out so the rest of the entire draft they're watching what the Patriots are going to do at three because it's going to change everything if they draft a quarterback it's quarterback 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 right that'll change everything else as to who is the first non-quarterback off the board which will be a bet by the way at every sports book yep in America yep and it's a be it's gonna be a very big question because a wide out going three he better be damn good. <laughs> I ain't talking about the draft. <laughs> All these people coming Radio Row, welcome to our city. We mm-hmm. live here. We've been here. We can help you get around. We can recommend re- restaurants and places to go and things like that for a couple of days. I don't think you need to bring the golf clubs. It's going to be windy and a little bit overcast, and it might even rain one of the days you're here. But I ain't recommending no talk about no draft next week. So if you want me on the show, you get – Go get P. Roll. He's the B, the first B of the BVB. Let him talk about the draft. I can help you. Somehow you worked it into the fucking Patriots controlling the draft. It's unbelievable. The slant. It's not a truth. New England. I'm not even lying. It's ridiculous. That's not even me speaking as a Patriot fan. That's just fact. As a fact, right now, a hundred percent. Kind of is. I I give you credit when you're when you. It's it's true. They, everything hinges on three in the draft because we know what's going to happen with number one. 
they're not keeping Justin Fields. Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. That's happening. Like done. We're, we're done. Like that's what's happening. Number two with Washington, Dan Quinn just got hired a defensive guy. So I don't know who they're taking, but they're taking a quarterback. That's for damn sure. So who, which one we'll find out rumors, whatever it could be may, it could be Daniels, but it's one of the two. Mm. And then after that, everything else. If you want to talk about typical Patriots, they're trading out and someone else will come up and go get Drake may. And he'll go three. Or the tackles that kid, that that mountain of a man, the Penn state kid, it's going to be a top 10 pick. He is. He's coming in. You've got the alt kid from, um, where's that alt guy from? I forget where he's from. He's, he's going to go top 10. Marvin Harrison Jr. He's going to go top 10. He's the first white off of the, off the board, but the kid from Washington also will go very high after the year right. he just had. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's really going to be interesting to see how we have plenty of time to talk about the draft, but it's, it's going to be cool. Uh, Kentucky goes down. Another top 10 team loses. Did you know that was the Gators first win over a top 10 team on the road in over 20 years? And I was on Kentucky minus four, minus five and a half. Do you believe in fouling up three? Yes. Kentucky lost the game because they didn't do it. Why don't you do it? I, I can somebody explain it to me? Like I don't you're up. Coaches are coaches oh. are one hitting a three-point shot's not a guarantee. And two, if you contest the three and a foul is called, you can lose the game. You don't foul fast enough and a guy gets a shot off and it goes in, it's a four-point play, you lose the game. <laughs> but Kentucky if didn't you foul. foul the guy before two shots. he shoots the three. How many shots is it? Two. Unless you three. tackle them, like you get the flagrant. All yeah, but that's like really two, never called. Right. Shots. Yep. Two is less than three. Yep. I, I I don't know why you don't foul. Cal doesn't believe in it. Cal doesn't do it. And it's sort of like, why not? Because <laughs> if you had fouled, you would have won by one and Kentucky wins the game. And instead you give Florida the win that they were Put so it, desperately in need in of. Chat. Do you foul up three? Yes or no. Let the people vote. We just got an influx of people. Again, I don't know where you come from every day between 12 and 1215 ish, 20, whatever. We get a boom influx of people. Thank you for being here. Vote in the poll. Up three in a basketball game, college, high school, junior high, grade school, whatever it is, do you foul? Yes or yes? I mean, no. Yes. Yes, yes or yes. Yes or no. You can yes put no or yes. I like to know why. If you vote no, say it in the chat why. But like, yes is the answer. Is it not? For me, it is. Well, You've made a history. Uh, you, you, at least you're on the side of history. <laughs> That's right. I said that on my tweet. I said, at least when I lose a game, it's a historic loss. <laughs> it's when I lose a bet. Right. It's a, it's a historic. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I went 0 3 last night, and I was, I mean, I would make the bet on Georgia, and I'd make the bet on um, who was the other bet that I made last night? The home dog. Oh, oh, Central Florida. I would make those two bets all over again every single time. 10 out of 10, I'd make those plays. I mean, Georgia got outscored 48 23 in the second half. They were crushing them in the first half. 17 2. 17-2 start. But they were, they were up by, by a nice amount at halftime. I thought, they were oh, tied with two gonna... minutes. They're tied with two minutes to go. I know. I Just... Wait, Georgia was tied with two minutes to go? Yes, with Bama. Yes. I saw the halftime score. 
Mm-hmm. I saw it early, and then I saw the halftime score was on with Wetzel, and we were talking about stuff, and we kind of kept looking at it. But I thought, all right, they're up enough at halftime that they can lose the game but cover. Right. You know, Agreed. that's yep. a lot of times like that would be the thought process in the book because you know what you're going to get on the second half bets and all this other stuff. So you're like, all right, if they're up 14 and they're getting six, they're not going to get outscored by 20. Like we're, they, they could lose the game. Right. But this is good. No. They, both, got, they didn't cover. Both Bama and Baylor in the final four minutes literally couldn't miss. They were jacking threes, jacking threes, and it was like, I think Bama hit five. They went five of six from behind the arc down the stretch. And Baylor did something along the same levels. It was like, I was watching it going like, oh, this is crazy. This is a melt of a melt. Like watching both these teams. It was crazy. Oh, 58 points. Thank you. TJ wants to, now we're in the Bama portion of the show. So TJ wants to go ahead and and add in that it was 58 points. Thank you, TJ. In the second half, they annihilated, annihilated that bet. I mean, I was Georgia plus six. And I'm, I wasn't watching it. I was teaching. I came out of teaching at UNLV and I looked at it. I was like, oh, all right, we're rolling. Central Florida, we're, we're, we're rolling. This is great. I went and put both games on. I got home, watched the final 10 minutes of both games. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Right? This is, but that's what Bama, that's why I bet against Bama. That's what Bama can do. And that's why Bama is going to be an absolute nightmare to bet on in the tournament because they can beat anybody in the country if they shoot the way that they're capable of. Well, guys like TJ... At a football school like Bama, do they oh, get excited them. about a basketball team? Like if they make a yes. run, it's look. Oats has changed. Board? Oats was not ranked number one in the country. Oats is changing that. That there, when I was there, there was football season, and then there was everything else you did until football season. Right. Like that's that's right. what basketball and baseball was. Right. But Oats has changed things. Oats has got them really pumped. Basketball gets a good following now for Alabama. They pay attention. Baseball's always had like an underground following, but it's become bigger and bigger in the SEC. So now it's now it's coming up. Basketball's got people. Yeah, people are paying attention to Alabama basketball a lot more simply because the recruiting is so different now. They're good. Did the games have that buzz like the when you go to the games? He says yes. All right. I've do, been there. Does the kid do I was the pep band? Does, does does the kid do the pep band and stuff for? I don't the, know. Does, does Bailey do the pep? I mean, is she, uh, is she there? Right? Probably right. I mean, I don't know. That's they wear that weird hard hat thing. I, I need someone to do that, that explain the whole hard hat thing. The Bama kids are all wearing white hard hats. It's really good. At the basketball games? Yeah, like bring notes oats one day. So like bring your hard hat to, to work. Is that uh, like how we're gonna play? Okay. Like so like all the kids wear hard hats now. And, I gotta give the section. basketball fans, the, the the kids at the games to give them credit. They come up with some good stuff at certain schools. Like it's they're they're fun. Like the good schools, we've been to a couple games here where they brought most of the school or the bands. They're fun. Yeah, I'd like to go a little bit of February exploration around a couple of the states here. Maybe make take a trip somewhere where there's a big game. Yeah, um, and do some basketball because we're, we're so limited in the fall. Um, although if any of these deals come through, we're going to go to some football games in the fall. I can tell you that right now. Uh, we do BVB road shows. It'll be no. We are going. You will meet TJ, and we will go to Tuscaloosa. I I have to go to a Bama football game, even with Saban gone. I need to go. I, I it's perfect That's, for me to go. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to go this year. Like no, because here, here's the through. thing. I missed the entire Nick Saban tenure. I left right before Nick Saban got there, so I need to go back after Nick Saban has left. It's perfect. 
It's kind of everything's coming full circle. <laughs> it's perfect. It's exactly how it should be. I didn't see a single game of Nick Saban's tenure in person, but I saw everyone else. I saw every other crap Mike Shula, Mike Dubose, Mike Price, Dennis Francione garbage. So now all I those guys were named Mike. You're right, yes. huh? Well, you were yes, Mike, Mike, yes, Mike. yes, wow. Mike, Mike, all of them. Mike Dubose was there when I got there. Mike Price got the job. You know, it's all it's all just crap, complete crap. But and then Nick got there, and then Nick <laughs> turned Bama into an absolute juggernaut <laughs> for 17 years while I left. While I was gone, right? So let's go back and let's go see what this guy from Washington's going to do because. Who baby Alabama fans are not pleased with what's going on right now. Is this the Florida win they needed to get in a tournament? Yes. I was, was going to bring it up. I mean, Florida very much. So paying attention to the rundown, you know, they that. needed Florida needed this W desperately. They get it Like not fouling might put Florida in the tournament because they don't have a quad one win. Now they do. I mean, that's a oh. gigantic win for them. The SEC, according to Bracketology on ESPN, the SEC is going to get eight teams now. Eight? Eight teams in. Yeah. Eight. Is the Bracketology guy a member of the SEC board? Like, no. Are they I, serious? I, it's Lenardi's, Lenardi's not an SEC guy. He's got nine in the Big 12, eight in the SEC, six in the Big East, six in the Big 10, five in the Mountain West Conference. Because now, Boise's in. With their win last night, there we go. Over New Mexico on the road. They were double-digit dogs. They won outright. Boise's now in. All right. Let's just let's get this perfectly clear. I said this to Wetzel yesterday. I'm gonna say it to you. We're gonna play a game from now until March Madness. Okay. Every time you say quad one or quad two or quad three win, <laughs> I'm going to say something. Give me a word, whether it's moose knuckle, meat curtain. I don't know what. Why? I'm going to try to Why do you hate you that so much? Why do you hate that so much? I, I hated geometry. I love okay. school. I would go back to school tomorrow. This is not geometry. This is, this is talking about quality Quad of Quad one that starts to make me think of geometry, which I couldn't stand. I can't figure out quad one, quad two, what quad three. Well, you got to have two quad one wins to get into this or be in the discussion for all. Makes my head hurt. Okay. <laughs> this is a big win by Boise. That's great. This puts them in. This is a quad. New Mexico is 19 in a country. This is a quad one win. Yes. It's a good win. It really good win. Uh, if it's a quad one, it might be quad two, but it's a good win. See what it's I'm very, saying? This is a very good win. This is a quad very, very one, good win. Quad two. I don't know who's in the quads. This is a very, very, very good win. Okay. This is, this is a good win. It puts them in. Boise is now one of the last four teams in. According to Bracketology at ESPN, Nebraska, Seton Hall, Colorado, Boise State. Those are your last four in. First Nebraska four out. in? Yeah, first four out. They lose tonight. They're out, though. First four in, Villanova, Cincinnati, Washington State, and Gonzaga are your first four out. The next four are Oregon, K-State, Florida. They're not in yet. And Butler. But they're on the bubble of the final of those eight teams. They're going to see a lot of movement here for the last four buys are Memphis, Texas, Providence, and Texas A&M. Then Nebraska, if they lose tonight, they'll be out. They'll get replaced by Villanova. Seton Hall, Colorado, Boise State. But five teams out of the Mountain West Conference getting in, that's more than the Pac-12, that's more than the ACC. According to Bracketology, only three ACC schools will get in at the moment. Duke, North Carolina, and who? Clemson? 
Uh, let's see who the third team is out of the ACC. Um, Might have to be Georgia Tech. No, not Georgia Tech. Couple big wins. Yeah, it's not Georgia Tech though. The who is it going to be? Uh, Tennessee. Uh, so no ACC. Sorry, that's SEC. ACC. Who's the other North ACC Carolina. school? Who? Pitt. Pitt. No. No. Virginia. Um, Virginia. Virginia. Uh, Got to be you. Virginia, right? They're not, according to NC State. Yeah, it's NC State. NC State. Wow. Oh, no, it's no, no, it's Clemson. No, it's Clemson. Yeah, it's Clemson. Yeah. NC State's on the bubble, though, but it, it's NC State. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Bubbles. Oh, get rid of that. I mean, bubble, bubble talks. Bubble talks happening. That's just bubbles. Get rid of that. I, I, I got bubbles. bubbles. I got bubble talk. Bubbles. Bubble talks phenomenal. I love bubble talk. I'm all in on that. I'm all in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's Clemson. Clemson. The last time you took a bubble bath. Ooh, I don't know. Madeline takes them all the time, but I don't. She like the bubble baths. Uh, she loves bubble baths. Really? Yeah. yeah. Kendall Lush is Lush bath. is like her second favorite store. Oh, so really? Yeah. Sephora's one and Lush's two. <laughs> so. I don't know what happened to my ten year old. She loves that Sephora. I don't know what happened. She shook her sister down before she went away to college. She took her, or no, we were back there. She took Kelsey. She buried Kelsey. Kelsey said, she says, I got to go pick up something at Sephora. So she took her. Kelsey sent me a text. I need money. I took Kendall to Sephora. I'm broke. I was like, why'd you say yes? Wow. Yeah. So yeah no bubble I bath. I, I remember the last bubble bath I took. You do? How long ago? Long, long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah, I don't do the bubble, but but it was it was a, it was a good bubble girl bath. in a place for a thing that was named bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's really good. Uh, all right, okay. so Purdue won in overtime last night. Speaking I, of bubbles, real quick, I just there was a place at Penn State called Nittany Hot Tubs. Interesting. If you guys ever been to Penn State? There's was a place it, to go sit in a hot tub. Oh, it's so nasty. You can't imagine. Yeah, no, I know. I have. I could have gone to, in D.C. There was a place like that in D.C. And I, I partaked in making it nasty myself. But like I look at I look I look back on it and I'm like, why in the hell did I ever put my body into that hot water? Like, I know they say that the hot water kills all the germs and whatnot. But I was like. Yeah, that was a really dumb move. Like there could have been cameras and stuff going on. Like someone could have been peeping Tom and the whole deal. Like the thought yeah. about the Disney Hot Springs. I got talked into that title shot. That was that that was that was a, a uh, not a Matt choice. It was a somebody else fantasy choice. Yeah. See, Valentine's Day is coming up. It's February first, and it's it Valentine's is. month. So we're talking about different things, and right. the Disney Hot Springs and the bubbles talk. Her name was not Bubbles, but this place, <laughs> that water was hot. Like, sm- like it had to be. It has to be. It has to be hot. And it's not because of what's kill going everything. on. It's hot. It has kill to be everything hot. that's in there. <laughs> Burning hot. Walk out with diseases on diseases. Yeah. yeah. Oh, All right. No, thank Sorry, you. Got off track. Go back to Purdue. Sorry. I was 46 to bubble. eight was the foul shot discrepancy. Ridiculous. 46 to eight. How <laughs> does that happen? I mean, one team shoots jump shots. The other team's got a seven foot two kid in the in the middle. So I mean, every time he touches the ball, or every time they tackle him, I guess foul? so. I don't know. I mean, as an official, have you ever refereed basketball? 
I mean, like ten year old games. Yes, nothing of correct. Like long high, time ago, kids. Yeah, kids. Yeah, at the at the Y, I did. I tried. Yeah, it's the hardest. Right. It's the hardest game to officiate. I think. I think it's. I think it's the hardest. There's too many fast moving things. I still don't know exactly what a foul is. I like like you said about the porn. I know a foul when I see it, but right. that's a hack. That's a that's a yeah. push. They got all these. I I tease Wetzel because Wetzel now is doing. He's officiating basketball. Ah, okay. So. We talk about this stuff all the time. At what point, if you're refereeing that game as the crew, you go, man, we call a lot of fouls on Purdue. <laughs> like, like you I mean, Collins lost it and got teed up at the end of the game because of he just like that was it. It's like I, I mean, and, I, and he tried really hard after the game not to get fined by the Big Ten, but he was just kind of like the numbers on the. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. Like, what it's forty six to eight. Like, have you ever We're seen that? Watching before? the score, we were talking about the game and like they were in it. They were going to win overtime with overtime goes to overtime. Then they have the final score on the app, but it's not final. They keep adding a point. They keep adding a point. They keep Wetzel's like, wait a second. What happened at the end of that game? And he goes back and look a T and then another T. T. Yeah. So they were covering the in-game numbers. And then all of a sudden they weren't. It went from losing by four or five to nine. Nine. In a in a pre flop cover, brutal. If you were brutal on Northwestern, you were like, I don't know which was worse, my my Georgia L or that one, but both of them were bad. Is that both a quad were, one win or no? <laughs> no, because Northwestern's good, but Purdue doesn't need to worry about quad one wins. They're going to be a one seed. They so. need to keep winning though. They got to uh, be a one seed. They have to be a one. Yes, seed. the four one seeds right now are according to according to bracketology are Purdue, UConn, North uh, North Carolina, and Houston. Oh, North Carolina is? Yes, they should be. They just lost to Georgia Tech. So? It's one okay. loss. It's not a big deal. Is that a quad one loss? No, it's a bad loss. Georgia Tech's not a tournament team. That's not a good loss. But it's on the road, though. So at least it's not at home. Go home, beat Duke, and, you're, and everything's everything's hunky-dory. So just take care of business on Saturday. Saturday night. It's going to be a big game. game. Big weekend. Big Saturday. Big college basketball weekend. Oh. All right. Alabama baseball scandal. Holy we finally God. get the details over what happened when... There was a monster just to reset this. Okay. Alabama's baseball coach communicating with a guy who was in Cincinnati. He goes to the great American ballpark. He goes, tries to make a bet of a hundred thousand dollars on the Bama LSU game. He's told he can't. He's told he only make 15,000. And that was kind of the only thing we heard after that. Well, now we've got real details. Let me just read this so you guys don't have to squint your eyes at this, okay? So I told you up to a $15,000 wager, the better than attempted to place additional wagers involving the April 28th game of Alabama versus LSU, but the sportsbook staff declined the wagers due to suspicious activity. This suspicious activity included the better's insistent demeanor to get the bet placed in statements to sportsbook staff that the bet was, quote, for sure going to win, and if you, if you, if only you guys knew what I knew. The suspicious activity also included the better showing sportsbook staff messages from Bohannon, the head coach of Alabama, and explaining that the messages were Bohannon informing the better that Alabama was scratching its starting pitcher before the game and before Bohannon alerted LSU. Let's pause it right there just for one second, Dave, just as as a guy behind the counter. Yep. Have you ever seen anybody show you inside information at the counter? Um, No, this is like. You wouldn't do this in Vegas. Like Vegas, you got to have the hustle. You already know the hustle. You already know the game. You would never show 
someone that information. I don't think, but I can tell you this. I've heard a lot of shit at the counter over okay. the years. I know. No, you don't. Yo, I do. Okay. Put the money up and bet. Okay. A couple things going on here. Guy walks into your joint and says, I want to bet the Bama baseball game. The line's minus 370, whatever it was. They were yep. big favorites to begin with. Yep. Okay. So he goes, what do you want to, uh, you say to him, what do you want to bet? Oh, I, I want to, what's the limit? Well, we take a dime on the game. You can bet 3,700 to win a dime. I want to bet more than that. What do you want to bet? 100. <laughs> you can't say 100 next. <laughs> I want to bet 100 times the limit. 100 right. times the limit. So, okay. <laughs> that, that's what it's. So, you even know right there, you go, <laughs> you want to bet 100,000 on the Bama baseball game? So, the next question comes why in the fuck would you want to bet 100,000? On the Alabama baseball game, you can't, can't lose. lose. You know, you can't lose. Then you, as the guy, go. Well, you don't know what I know. It can't lose. Really? Oh, <laughs> do, tell do, me do, more. Do, do, do. Hey, uh, I got a guy at the counter who wants a hundred thousand. He's guaranteeing the win. He says, he says, says that we want to know what he knows. Like he was showing off. Like he was literally this bragging. Is, this is part of the problem, right? He's got. The direct line to the coach, he knows he's going to scratch the starter. You probably should have said. Then, so probably what happened was they called. They called the risk group. Yeah. They called the whomever's in charge of that book's line yeah, of right. operation, whatever it is. So if they called Vegas, because I think it was a Caesars book, I'm not sure. So they probably MGM. called. It was Bet MGM. Yeah. Okay, so they probably called the, the, the place in New Jersey. Okay. Because I think the Vegas guys only manage the Nevada and New Jersey, but I think the other states are managed by the guys in New Jersey. Yeah. Guy calls and says, hey, I got a guy. And they're at a joint at the ballpark that does no handle. And ever. no college baseball handle ever. Ever, it's middle, ever. It's in the, it's in the Midwest. They the closed game. the joint because there was no business. They yeah. moved it out of the ballpark yep. to somewhere else because – who in the hell would think in the middle of the afternoon to go down to the ballpark where nobody's there to bet and hang $100,000. So he went to a place that doesn't do handle, walked in, said, I want to bet 100000 The guy calls says, I got a guy at the counter here and wants to bet 100000 on the Alabama baseball game. And so these, I would take these calls from different places. And I would go, oh, really? Okay. He says he knows who's going to win. Really? Okay. Now, it depends who you're with and who you're talking to and if the boss is there and everything. And they said, what do he wants about 100,000? Give him 15. Give him 15. Fifth, at minus 400, if that was the line, that's to win 5,000. Like 20,000 would be to win 5,000. So we can stomach losing five dimes on a game if we're going to take 20 to risk it. Okay. That's not good enough. The guy's going to make a big bit, a big deal about this. Oh, he's mad. Really? He's angry. He's he's like, he pulls his phone out. He's showing text messages that, from the head coach. Look what I got. I got inside information. I got to get this down. This but, is not the way to go about getting down. Actual. <laughs> Why would like? I want to steal your money. I'm going to take your money. I need to get more down. This cannot lose. The right. line's wrong, sir. Why am I giving you the the lead on this to beat me? 
Like, why would I, why would I give you the opportunity? It continues. Oh no. It's not just, it goes worse. The electronic messages indicated an Alabama baseball student athlete. The the schedule starting pitcher for that evening contest would not start the contest due to an injury. Bohannon provided this information to the better before reporting the starting lineup with student athlete one replaced as the starting pitcher to the LSU coaching staff. Specifically, Bohannon texted the better hammer blank, blank, blank. Student athletes out for sure. Let me know when I can tell LSU, hurry. The head coach is telling the gambler, get the bet down fast. I got to tell LSU the truth. Probably, <laughs> probably not in the handbook. Probably that, not a legal lead thing, a, 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 a thing we should be watching, should be seeing not, happening. That's definitely, I, I, I'll, I'll say that's definitely not in the handbook. Like, you is that illegal? Tell, I'm not a lawyer. I don't. I don't know the actual laws, but I know that that would probably define the suspicious activity. That would be working in a book, going, "Hold on, here, this guy just said he texted the coach. Check the check the tape. Check the, the coach tape. Says, hurry, hurry up! I gotta get the bet in. Hurry up, like." I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a cop, but that like, it's the porn thing. It looks illegal. If it's not illegal, it should be illegal. So they go and check the tape to make sure that the guy said he was talking to who he was talking. He was blind. It it was too, it was too big. It was so big. He had the big print on the the camera. They probably didn't have to zoom. The surveillance guy said, Oh, that's yep. the name. That's that the number. Matches. That's, that matches head coach of Alabama. So they got him. They got him. And, and, and now, as the book, you're like, all right, I think this is this got to be messed up. So it doesn't take Inspector Clouseau, Sherlock Holmes, to figure this out. So now you call somebody and say, what the first thing you got to do is move the number. Yeah. Okay, what do we go to? Well, we better go extra because it doesn't look like we got a shot. Looks like Alabama's going to they, – they, they're changing the number one starter. Whatever you say, this was for sure a scam. The pitcher was yanked. The pitcher he yanked was pissed. He TJ wasn't hurt. Said he, he wasn't hurt. <laughs> no. How is this not illegal? I mean, how, was how, it hurt? How is this not? How, I mean, he pulled him off. It was a Friday starter. It was a, remember, it was a Friday start. It was number. It was the number one starter going. Yeah, college baseball number one goes Friday. Yeah, that pulled him. Wow, that that's that adds to the story now. Thank you, TJ. I didn't know that part of it. That's so unbelievable. The, so so now, you know. Um, there's a company called U.S. Integrity. They 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 come up with this scam. There's huge yep. betting on this yep. suspicious betting activity on all sides. No, 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 no. This guy did all this. Somebody called somebody and said, "Hey, check the Bama baseball game." Now, when you watch the line moves, because Maybe he tried to bet it somewhere else. Maybe not. Maybe he told somebody else to bet it. Maybe somebody got wind of it from 
someone at the book or somebody who knows how the information spreads. It becomes did a game they, of telephone. Did they pay out the bet? LSU won the game. Did they pay the five dimes? No, no, no. Bama won. They were a big favorite. They won. Bama won the game. No, LSU won 8-6. LSU won the game. He bet on LSU. He bet on a team that won. Okay, yeah, right, right. So then he won. His bet won. Yeah, he won the so bet. they paid the bet. Yeah. So they paid the bet. Paid a bet. Yes, the bet is a bet. No? Can they can they go after it? Why? For five oh. times? Because I mean, just it's it was it was a scam. I mean, it's, this is really interesting. The whole I, see, I don't think it's done. It was a so four dollar. It was like a three seventy favorite to begin with. Right, they were expected right. to win. He bet on the side that was favored. Right. And LSU. It was LSU. Right. Uh, so according to NCAA, this morning they issued that Bohannon, the head coach violated wagering and ethical conduct rules and received a 15 year show cause order, meaning any like institution, show, what a show cause order. What does yeah. that mean? Any NCAA institution that hires Bohannon must suspend him for 100% of the baseball regular season for the first five years of employment. <laughs> so they hire him. He can't coach for five more years. <laughs> Would be an interesting. How deal. do you do that? Alabama received a three-year probationary period, a fine of $5,000 is required to retain a firm to provide comprehensive gambling education to student-athletes, coaches, and athletics administrators. Do you follow up three is 76% to 24%? TJ said the new starter was told he was pitching one hour before the game. Yes, that's true. I knew. Yes, that part. That part of the story. I remember. So, do you have recourse as the book? Do you have recourse as the better? I, I, I mean, those are questions. Um, no. Like, what do you do? You don't, you don't void the bet. I don't think you grade the game after the game and you put the results in, and then a the guy comes and collects the money. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm sure they paid him out. Is that true? The guy they scratched transferred to LSU. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Is that true, Marcelo? That would be amazing if so. Okay, was like, I'm going to LSU. Screw no you guys. That would be awesome. Wow. So it's it's not over. I, I don't think it's done. But I mean, I, mean, I, okay. don't, I don't want to tell people like how to circumvent the rules, but you know, they've been doing this in places where people bet. Right. Yeah, like runners. He could have bet. Right. He, well, no, he could have went to different books and bet 10 dimes, 10 dimes, 10 dimes. Like he would have probably been able to get away with now. He wouldn't have got the same line. Right. But and he would have gotten down 50 or 60,000 before somebody may have. Without you know, the a line, doubt. The line may have started to move at different books and everybody may have gone, wait, why is that line steam coming? What's going on? Right. Where, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's it? What's happening? Why are we, you know, we were minus 375. Why are we minus 500 all of a sudden? Why are we right. minus 600 all of a sudden? Like what's going on? Who's, who, these are money line bets coming in. It just starts to get talked about. And that's normally, if you want to know, like, how does, how does the U.S. integrity folks, how are they tipped off? Now, I'm not saying how Matt Holt does his business. This is my opinion, how I speak it, but how I think it, well, we've seen it before happens is a number moves, money pours in on one side. It's a big steam on kind of an off market game that you're not thinking that should have that much action on it. And the bet wins. The bet loses. We never hear about it. Never is talked about. It never happened. Never. We're all good. If never never talked about this baseball game. There's, not, never, there's no discussion. We, we don't talk about it. They're it laughing. only matters. 
at yeah. the book about, do you remember that guy that came in right. yesterday and said he was talking to the coach and he knew they were going to win? Ha, ha, ha. He didn't know shit either. Yeah, whoops. So that's it. Has to, and then it has to be a loss. So a red flag goes up, says, hey, there's a lot of betting in this. Let's watch this game. Game goes off. Game wins. Then you hear about the suspicious activity report that's issued. Then they do the investigation. You'll never hear an investigation into a game the book lost. Or sorry, one, excuse me. Only when the book loses do you hear about the investigation. Well, I, I, I mean, we haven't seen it yet. I can't say we'll never see it. I don't think we ever will. Why would the books ever want? Why would the books well, ever want to give the money back? Go back to the Arizona State betting scandal. Okay. The book lost, the book lost, the book won, and then it came out that there may have been something going on. There okay. were multiple times, and when the book finally, when they won, that's when it was like, man, this is like the third or fourth time. I think Jimmy was a big part of that, like he was. letting people yeah. know. Yep. Like, why do they keep betting on this? This it's not just the Pac-12, it's Arizona State games. And if you're paying attention in a book anywhere, not just Vegas, you start to see these things. I mean, like, oh, yeah. you know, uh, um, the Mac for years. I'm talking back to when I was in Curacao in the late 90s. A lot of questions about Mac football games. There were. I never knew if anything was fixed. You know, we, we talked to Merges a lot. Merges talks about things back in the day, day, and, you know, when he was doing stuff back in the day said, man, there were definitely had to be games that were, you know, not on the up and up. I, I don't know. I, I, I just know from the betters in a book perspective, will we see more of these stories? Probably. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Marcel just sent it to me on Twitter. Luke Holman is the pitcher that okay. transferred from Alabama. He is going to SEC to, to LSU, staying LSU. in the SEC. He's going to LSU. <laughs> so there you go. He's, he's, he's sticking around. That's... Okay, that's going to be interesting when he pitches against Alabama next year. Uh, okay, to the Super Bowl. Yep, a couple quick stories. One, this is a trend that there's a million trends, but I'm just curious your thoughts on this trend. Mm. The Niners have the better record than the Chiefs. Since 2003, the team with the better record in the Super Bowl has gone 1-15 in 15 ATS in the Super Bowl. How's that possible? The team with the one better... 15? The team with a better record has gone one in 15 ATS since 2003. That man, that, that's a pretty big sample size. Ridiculous. So if the Niners win, they have to win by one. Oh, there ain't nobody wants that to happen. <laughs> if this game middles at one with the money lines in the futures, that would be no good. No, no, you'll be here and crying. Crying bookmakers, crying books, cry. Oh, man, I don't want to hear that. No, 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 no. 24-23 final. San Francisco wins, kicks that late field goal. Game's over. Game goes over. 23 to, yeah, 23 to 21. And they kick a field goal to win it 24-23. Game goes over with the total. Oh, you motto. Oh, my gosh. No, that would fall under 47 and a half. Um, It opened to 46 and a half now? 47. Oh, uh, let's see. Openers were 47 and a half. There was 48. There was 47. Oh, wow. And, wow. There's a couple different numbers. 47 would be 24, 23, fall one. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't think anybody. Uh, 
Betters don't want that. Nobody wants that. Yeah. So how does this keep holding up? I don't know. It's a PSU Shep, he said, if he didn't catch anything that night at Nittany Hot Springs, he's pretty sure he will. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. That goes back to Sheppy's days. Oh, that place was so one one more, and we'll move off of the Super Bowl and get to get to the NBA tonight. You and I both have daughters. There's a lot of talk about Taylor Swift and her involvement in this game. Oh. And I'm hearing a lot about this as like fathers of daughters need to open up and start talking about this. And we're supposed what? to be the ones pushing back on this, saying anything that gets our daughters to watch football more often with us is a good thing. doesn't matter what, when, how. Do you really? agree? Listen, man, I listen to them. They tell me. I don't tell them. If they're interested in football, they'll be interested in football. If they're interested in football because of Taylor Swift, that's great. I don't, it doesn't matter to me at all. We need to stand up to the Swift haters because there's a lot of them right now. I got enough shit going on. I got to stand up to the Swift haters too. I'm not going to stand up to them, but like say, like Colin Cowherd, the Swifties are in love with Colin Cowherd today because Colin Cowherd did a 10 minute rant on guys who hate Taylor Swift and why they need to get a life essentially. Like you've got to stop it. It's pathetic. It's embarrassing. She was on screen for 25 seconds in the last game. Like, this is not a big deal. Like stop worrying about who is being shown on TV. And it's just a blatant sign of misogyny and a blatant sign of just like people's political beliefs and where they are in society. It is. It's politic. Taylor's political. Yes. Very much so. Yes. She was political. She was active for the first time in her career in 2000. In the, in the last election cycle, she was pretty active. So that's caused people have that memory. That scar tissue is still there. And they're still going after Taylor for all of that. That what happened in the last election cycle. But what's interesting, I think personally to the whole, I hate Taylor Swift thing is that there is something to be said about the fact that advertisers right now are buying ads in the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift being there female skewed advertisers like she she is changing what's happening i don't think it's for the worst i'm not mad about it but there are people who are getting angry about this because taylor is doing this wow really yeah and i mean front office sports had a big article today on it there are three major dove is buying ads in the super bowl for the first time in 18 years because of Taylor Swift? Well, you can make it. It's, they're not announcing because of Taylor Swift, but they're saying there's more women who are going to be watching the Super Bowl this year than ever before, than ever before but there's definitely going to be a big, big uptick in the female audience for this Super Bowl. And so they're going to market to them. Man, just do your own thing. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I don't. We talked about it. At the beginning of the season, they were way over the top at the beginning of the season with shots and 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 making it known and like it felt like forced, like they were. Oh, it wasn't beginning. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't beginning. It was the middle of the season. But yes, whenever it started. Yeah, right. It's been. This is the thirteenth time. If you want to play crazy, there's a really funny video circling around about Taylor's big number. Thirteens are lucky number. There's a million references to thirteen in this game. It's really kind of eerily crazy. Okay. This is this is the thirteenth game she'll go to. The 49ers are four plus nine is 13. The game's being played on 211. People go outside. Which is, which is 13. <laughs> I'm Touch just saying. Grass. 
I'm just like, and this what is, are you the, doing? but this is the conspiracy theory. That's the conspiracy theory. That's fine, Brandon. That's, <laughs> that's great. Good luck. I, I don't know. Yes, I want to watch you the did, game. You did, you did. That was, thank you. You did send that to me on Instagram. Thank you, JC from Casey. Thank you, JC from Casey. But it is crazy. I mean, no, it, there's all these okay. different references to like all the numbers is all adding up. And then if she wins, there's two numbers right now to matter minus two and 47 and a half. That's the only thing like I'm worried about as far as the game, the numbers. That's why I love the business as much as I love the business because it's about the numbers. But the four plus the nine is the 49ers and the 13. Blah. I just so this is no. this is a great question, Stevie Max. So, OK, nobody hated Jessica Simpson. It's a good point. So why do they hate Taylor? No one has really answered that question to me yet as to like what it is. Cause it's there. <laughs> I mean, there's legitimate, like real angry <laughs> Taylor Swift makes music for girls who find the love six times out of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true. There's a lot of, a lot of truth to that, but it's just white shirts have gone 16 and two. Is that true? White shirts. Yeah. And knives are wearing white. I don't, there's a trend for every side, every total, every <laughs> prop. I mean, tonight is, uh, is no, prop night. Addison, the West. Addison is, is spamming the chat. No one cares that Lewis is going to Ferrari. No one cares. Who's Lewis? Exactly. <laughs> no one cares that a guy from Mercedes is going to go drive for F1. Lewis Hamilton going from Mercedes to Ferrari. Yes, I know about it. No one cares. <laughs> you care, and I'm happy for you, but no one cares about Lewis Hamilton. I'm this sorry. Is a thing? It's a big thing in the F1 world. Yes, they're all losing their cotton. Their, their collective minds are all, they're all losing it together that Lewis Hamilton is going to become a driver for Ferrari. Really? The most successful Mercedes driver of all time is now becoming a driver. Put it in the chat, boys no, and girls. Who's no. the most famous Lewis you know? Parker Lewis? <laughs> Huey Lewis? Louis Lips? Louis Black is, a, I'd say, for me. Louis Black, comedian? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, put your most famous Lewis in there, because it ain't that guy that Addison <laughs> just mentioned. Yes, he is. Worldwide, Lewis Hamilton's more Lewis well Hamilton? Yes, it's more well-known. George well Hamilton is more it, popular than Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Today, I think you're wrong. Today, you're wrong. Today? Yeah, today you're wrong. But yesterday and tomorrow, George Hamilton. Everyone remembers <laughs> that guy. Nobody knows Lewis Hamilton. Lewis and Clark. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> Lou Pinella. All right, before we get out of here for Sports Grid and, and Sirius XM, let's talk about this game tonight. Celtics are up to minus 12 in the Lakers. The total is 242 now. Seven consecutive games for the Lakers have gone over. Both Boston and the Lakers are not good to the number right now. Nobody's playing for the Lakers. Is it all officially out? Both LeBron, LeBron out, and AD out. Everybody out. What's the number now? 14? Hold on. Let me click refresh, sir. Uh, we have current number. Lakers, Boston, 15. 15. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, I'm on the over. I'm on over, over 240, to, but I would say bet the Boston Celtics team total first half number as 100% live. It's 238 now. 
Crashed. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. No. Makes sense to the crash. I would take Celtics team total first half for sure. It's probably 60, 61, somewhere in that range. Hats a different purple Marcelo, but this is the Laker. One of the Laker edition hats that I have. Would you lay 15 with Boston? There's no way. No. There's no way. It's Lakers are nothing for me. And that's on the side. In a game that I was actually entertaining the thought of keeping an eye on. I'm not even watching this now. Although Celtics team total first half. Yeah. Is it what is it? 62? It either 58 to 62, somewhere in that range, most likely. It may be a bit higher just because the total is 238. <laughs> Roger Long said Joe Lewis, heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. I love That's it. a good Lewis. That's a good That's Lewis. A, yeah. Lewis Billups. Oh, Who? Man. Louis Anderson. Good call. Let um, me see. First half team total boss. What about the Knicks? The Knicks are only two and a half tonight. Hold on. I got to find this number. Uh, Celtics team total 65 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> 65 and a half. I mean, are you kidding me? Did it twice for you, Mikey. You can use it wow. whenever you want. That is that unbelievable. Was awesome. That was a double. 65, 65 and a half. half. That might be the highest first half total all season. Goodness gracious. Yeah. That's unbeddable. Welcome to that. Knicks have won eight straight, nine and one over the last 10. They're only two Why and a half it? point favorites against the Pacers. Why is it only two and a half? I don't you understand what I'm missing. What I, I, don't miss? know. I don't know. Good question. I don't get it. They were only three last game right against the Jazz. They smoked them. The Pacers and the Jazz are the same. I'd argue that the Pacers are a little better. That's why the line's two and a half. But what the hell is this? I don't think, I don't know if the numbers guys think that the, the Knicks are playing above what they should be, or they got the Pacers still, especially with Halliburton back and all this other stuff. I don't know. Maybe they got the Pacers a little heavier than they should be. Slide should be four. Should it not? I don't know. This looks yeah. too easy. Knicks. I would agree. Knicks. I would agree. Uh, yeah. Knicks. And then finally, Philly at Utah. Did you what see the man. end of the game with the Sixers last night? I mean, Doc Rivers is getting dragged today by all the Philly Doc media. Rivers coaches the Bucks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it was the Bucks game. So that was the Bucks game that happened last yeah, night. Sorry. With that. So that was bad. Over. With with Giannis, that's right. The Giannis thing. Yeah. Philly, they lost to the, they lost to the Trailblazers as eleven point favorites on the road, and they didn't. And it was it was how they were doing just hacking Giannis, and they kept giving the basketball, and Giannis couldn't hit free throws. <laughs> like it was like, what are we doing? All that um, does is is, is cement. I, I got to get a lot more green because if the Celtics don't win the East, I swear, I like I already thinking about what team I want to win the West. It's going to be the Nuggets. It's going to be it's going to be Boston rematch. Denver. And it's not going to I mean, not rematch. That was Miami Denver last year. Right. Boston lost to Miami. Yeah. But Boston going to get more green. I will be do. super surprised. And Bead's hurt, Philly's going <laughs> I don't know what the hell the Bucks got a lot to work out. They fired a coach that was 30 and 13 and then they got an end of game plan that doesn't work and they no adjustments. The Knicks might actually legitimately be the only challenger to the Celtics as of right now to win the to win the East, which is scary to say That's because the Knicks are one. Yeah, it's a four-one walk. Yeah, so I'll take that. If that's what that, I'll the take Celtics that. in go. the NBA Finals. We're going to go whatever. If it's you know West, it's not going to be Golden State. Maybe Denver. Phoenix would be fun. The Clippers would be to, amazing. 
I mean, if they go and lose to Denver, that will stink. I, I they'll be pretty big dogs to Denver, I think. Yeah. I mean, Denver will be a pretty sizable favorite against them. I mean, they it's a bad matchup for Boston. Unless they make a trade at the deadline here in the next couple of weeks and they go and add a big they, they need size for Giannis, for just not just for Giannis, they need size for Jokic. I mean, they can't Jokic kills them. Like Al can take care of Embiid because it's a mental thing with Embiid. He can't play Al Horford for whatever reason. But Al can't guard Jokic. He takes him to school. Bad Cody Baroni just said the Celtics are the biggest challenge for the Celtics and have been for three years. Not great. And I, 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 you know what? Pretty I can't take. really argue that point. It is a good it's, take it's, right there, Tony Baroni. And it very, very well might be the ankle for Christoph Porzingis, too, to make sure that guy's healthy for the postseason for that to, in order to, to, to get going. Right. Uh, you guys, tomorrow, roll call Friday for you guys with us who are on Sirius XM and Sports Grid. Thank you very much. If you guys are with us live, obviously you're not going anywhere because we are going anywhere. It is time for bonus time. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you this. We're at the all-star break for the NHL. Yep. Who is the best team in hockey? Boy, that's a trick question. Is it? I don't know. Is it Here are your odds? Here are your fan duel odds as we hit the break to win the Love Stanley Cup. Do this. this is such an added feature of the show. And now that we're in bonus time, we can really say you're doing a fucking great job with these I things. This is thing. awesome. So here are your odds for Fandle. Avalanche. Avalanche are currently the odds on favorite to win the cup. What? Oilers 850, Bruins 950, Florida Panthers 950, Hurricanes 10 to 1, Rangers 11 to 1, Dallas 12 to 1, Toronto 14 to 1, and Vancouver 14 to 1. Defending champs also at 14 to 1 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Dave, this looks like the, the books have no idea. <laughs> like th- this is this is dart throwing right now. This is as wide open as we've hit the all-star break. This is wide open right now. They don't want, I mean, I have the Canucks at 27 to one. So I've got decent value. That's the only future wager I've made on a cup champion. Nice work. I have the Bruins over 98 and a half points, which is on its way. I'm going to be wrong with, I faded Tampa Bay. I thought they'd be under, I think I bet under 99 points for Tampa Bay. That's probably not going to, they're going to go over 90, 90 uh, points, not 99 points for them. But I, I don't know who's the best team in hockey. I think it's changing, but we got four days to think about it and talk about it. You got to kind of do that with the numbers and let the guys on the other side of the counter tell you what they think. Okay. Give their so you opinion. Make them, you make them a little bit close, but not the same. So okay. you eight, eight fifty, nine, nine fifty, ten, and start to you can sprinkle your own opinion in there. I'm surprised that the Carolinas what it is. I think I'd be going to get some money on them, but maybe somebody knows that maybe they're gonna make a move. I, I don't know. Look, I don't see it when I watch I, Carolina. Nor do I, but I did going into the year, somebody asked me who wins the East. I said Carolina. Last year, they were phenomenal last oh. year. I I had I had tickets on them and the exacta stuff like and I'm I got bored two nights ago and started searching around town for Stanley Cup exactas right because I didn't dive into the football because I really thought it was either going to be chalk chalk or the prices weren't good so I'm going to start doing that this weekend um, and this would be a good weekend to do it. Because there's probably nobody looking at it. 
this is the right. week to maybe, you know, go shop, get the best prices on a, on a couple teams. Uh, I agree. I don't know. Put it in the chat. You know, we asked you for the f- most famous Lewis that you like. Who's your, who's the best team in hockey? I think we got a bunch of answers. I think we will get some Coovers. You know, I like Vancouver. Like I mean, I'm on Vancouver. twenty-seven to one. That was you uh, got yeah, a good yeah. price on them. Yeah, I mean, I'm on that. It's I mean, look, it's, it's a hedge. It's a complete hedge bet. I mean, I'm I'm making it anticipating I'm going to be hedging off of it. Right. So, like, I've got four. I had this is how I'm staggering it. I've got four future tickets on college basketball. I've got, and then I've got one one in the NHL. So once we get to March, I'll start buying more NHL futures. Right. And once we get to April, I'll start buying more NBA futures. Mm-hmm. And then we get to baseball and then we'll start looking at, you know, getting into later in the summer to get into baseball. But I, I liked what I did with the Ravens. I liked what I did with Michigan. I won money in both. I went, right. I went won more money with Michigan than I did obviously with the Ravens, Yep. but I, I won money with both. So this is just how I, and I hedged off of Michigan. I didn't win the full, you know, whatever, whatever it was. I hedged off of it and I won eight units off of it instead of winning. I think it was 12 or 14, whatever it was. But this is how I'm going to, I mean, I just, I just like doing this. I like taking the position. I like having it to play off of it and we get to stagger the year. And it just, I don't know. I find it to be really fun to have those tickets way more fun and betting then be able to play off day to day is work. Betting the futures is fun. It's also work, but the yeah, return but it's the, it's is good. It's fun work, and, though. It's fun work. It is. It is to, to look at um, that and to kind of, to kind of look at the, the, the breakdowns. Look at this in the chat. We got just on this alone. What about Oilers? Too early to tell, but we'll find out in March. Hurricanes, Boston, Edmonton, the Leafs. I, the Leafs are just going to rip your heart out. You're talking about ripping your heart out, man. That's that. You're going to bet the Leafs. It's not spring yet. You're right. Jeez, just get buried. <laughs> I like the Hurricanes, but ten to one almost seems to be too thin. Like I need, I want, I want more than that. I should take it more. I, should, I mean, that's a, it's 10 to one, but it still seems, it seems thin compared to everything else that's out there. You notice nobody said the Knights. Oh, the Knights aren't repeating. No, they're too, they're too banged up. They played too much hockey. I mean, Hill is, you know, up and down since been getting hurt. Thompson. I mean, they're going to be a, a competitive team in the playoffs. Like they're going to make it out of the first round, but I don't think they're back in the cup finals. Uh, Rangers, Tony Baroni, Rangers, no, Winnipeg Jets, yes, I could see them. Is the cup going to Canada? I mean, it has as good of a shot this year as it's as in recent memory, but it's still multiple opportunities. 1993, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver. Okay, could be. Let's go, Blues. That's a great story. The Blues in that year, 2019, when we got to the All-Star break, mm-hmm. T-Foss, my buddy Tommy, one of the best hockey guys I've ever worked with and known in this business, said, we had the Blues at 200 to 1. <laughs> and he goes, we should buy tickets on the Blues. Like T-Foss, seriously? He did. He bought a ticket on the Blues. He said, they make one change or whatever, the goalie can win them. They can win the Stanley Cup. And he cashed it. 
Wow. Like the, the hockey, I, I still think it's the sport where we're so far away from the end right now that I don't yep. think you can totally throw out, you know, there's a couple teams like the Ducks and, you know, Sharks and yeah, whatever. The Sharks, but, yeah, but, the bottom, yeah. bottom. If no, you get in the tournament, you can make noise. There's teams yeah. probably right now that yeah. could win the Stanley Cup. Nobody is saying Pittsburgh, Stevie Mack. I would agree. Too old. Uh, Wisconsin, Nebraska. You were talking about that being the game of the night. All right, who wins? Uh, whiskey, right? Bucky. Wisconsin. Give me Bucky. Yes, give me, give me Wisconsin. What is the line right now? It's, it's a pick. Uh, Jack just sent me a text. We're going to have a graphic on this game, too. Um. Wow! Late start. It's Wisconsin. minus one Wisconsin now. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I would think. Yeah. I mean, I'm not strong, but I'll take Cornhuskers at home. Nebraska. Nebraska. Wow! Put that in the chat. Let them vote right now for anybody that pays any attention to college basketball. We'll probably have less than. 30 votes. <laughs> I'll vote Wisconsin. Just so you know, uh, Nebraska's 10 and 4 ATS at home. Wisconsin's 4 and 4 ATS on the road. That's why everyone likes Nebraska. Oh. But three straight wins for Wisconsin over the home Indiana. dog makes sense, but it's not a, really a home dog. It's a one yeah. point game. And the, but it, it does fit my trend, though. They lost to Maryland by 22 in their last game on the road. So Nebraska did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whiskey, 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 whiskey. What's your favorite kind of whiskey? Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. My go-to. I have two bottles of it. Two different bottles. One toasted, one not. Every once in a while when I got loose, loose, it was Crown Royal. Like I never liked Crown Royal. It, I it, like it, Crown. That's the alcoholic whiskey. I mean, if you, if you like Crown Royal, that's a whiskey whiskey. That's, that's a lot of alcohol. I like more flavor, less alcohol. That's a yeah. punch. Crown Royal is like, get you fucked up. That is getting drunk. That's drinking. That's drinking whiskey right there. You are not sober <laughs> when you drink Crown Royal. Yeah, Crown it doesn't Royal take much. Punch. You're right. No, yeah. <laughs> it packs a punch. Yeah. Evan Williams, Stevie Mac, really? Jeez, what, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> Evan Williams. Evan Williams is like it's. It, uh, yeah, I want to talk good. <laughs> no. Cal is catching over. 19 at Arizona. Can't trust Arizona. Anything. 19 right? points at home, though. How do you Last do time was on the road. Can't do that. No, I'm with you. I don't know. I can't do it. This is dog or pass, but I'm not laying 19. I'm not taking 19 either. This is a right. line through the game. It's, right. a ch- <laughs> it's a cheap, cheap Jack Daniels. Okay. You said it, not me, Stevie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Evan Williams is, yeah. Wisconsin money line, early money line. Won't pay much, but I like it, Roger Long. I like that. Woodford Reserve is not bad. You know, come on, Rainmaker, Crown Royal, Apple. What are we doing? What, 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 what are we doing? Jim, Jack, and George for John Serrett. What is that? Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, uh, and George. Oh, shucks. What's what the? That? Yeah, it's double whiskey. Really? Three wise. A three wise men shot is what I is what put me under the table oh. when I was in when I was in my when I turned twenty one. Oh. That's what we drank. Yeah, it was big. Jim, Jim, Jack, and Johnny. Three wise men. Johnny Walker, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels. 
I had four of them and I did not. And I woke up on the floor. Yeah, that's no good. That's I remember guys doing that when I, we went out for their 21st. I never yep. did. Goodbye. I, I was, saw what see he in the did morning. <laughs> see you in the morning. You weren't very wise if you did a three wise men shot. You got really stupid quick. You're really stupid really fast. Yeah, George true. Dickel. Okay, that's what that is. Okay. I only put this on because we talked about Grand Canyon. I went and looked them up. They're coming to Vegas to win the tournament, Dave. They're 19 and two, nine and one in conference. They're laying nine and a half against Seattle tonight. Going every game. They're going 19 every game. And two. I love it. They're good. They're really good. I'm going to drive I'm, down. I might drive down tomorrow if they play. I have no idea who wins, tonight. but. but they play this weekend? I drive down. Uh, I'm sure everyone plays. Everyone's playing this weekend. So look at that. We'll look at, watch that kid. That's a watch for me to see if they, if they blow them out. We may need to ju- jump in on some Grand Canyon because they're pretty good. Time for better to. All right, so I added to my portfolio. I took North Carolina 15 to 1 to win it all last night. Oh, you did after the loss. Perfect. Yep. Before they beat Duke. Before they beat Duke. Yep. 19 to I took 15 to 1. So I have a 30 to 1 on Creighton, a 20 to 1 on Marquette, a 15 to 1 on North Carolina, and an 11 to 1 on Arizona. And I'm done. Up, baby. And I'm done. That's it. That's pre That's pre bracket. I'll bet the other ones post bracket release, but that's my pre bracket portfolio as we head towards March. Because now boys and everyone's going to lay it with the lopes tonight. Minus nine oh. and a half. Okay. Like it. How about laying it with Oregon tonight against USC on the road? USC stinks. They're no good at all. Going wrong direction, uh, quick. Uh, where's that game? At USC. At USC, Oregon. Still two and a half. Total dropping right now as we speak. I got a, I got a um, two and a half now. I, I would, I, I would lean Oregon if I have to. This is better to book it. Yeah, I lead one and a half with Oregon. I say I got to bet it. Okay. And then this is dead, but I bet over, over 240 Lakers Celtics. Yeah, forget this. I don't know if I forget it, but I mean, chances are without LeBron, sometimes you play even more fluid and just go crazy. And just it's a AAU track meet. Seven straight games with or without LeBron, they've gone over. The Lakers Do you stuff. remember what this game used to be when you were a kid? Uh, like Lakers yeah. Celtics regular season game was big. I, that's why I asked this question. We, we skipped over it, but this is the question. No, it's not still the best rivalry. It's Lakers stink. What's the best rivalry in, in basketball right now? What is it? I couldn't have come up with anything. There really what isn't one. Best rivalry. No, this NBA. was different. I mean, Kings Warriors might have might have something to say about it. And that's the one I can th- that's the one that comes to mind about two franchises that like hate each other. But like there's no like Knicks Celtics, there's no rivalry there. Like it's like we we, we don't like you know, each other, but there's no competition. It's like give me a break, right? Like we're competing for this. Like this is a big damn deal. Nobody wants eighteen to go to the other one. Lakers tied it with a quasi joke asterisk bubble title, so they claim seventeen now. What is the best rivalry in basketball? I don't know. It, this was tremendous for years. Then it was Boston Milwaukee. No uh, way. Pacers Knicks was. <laughs> fighting words. I mean, that was great. Pistons Bulls was as nasty as it could get back in the day. They're all terrible. 
I don't Pacers, know. Bucks. Pacers. Bucks. Bucks. Mm. The Bucks are like. I mean, listen, Pistons. They're just the Pistons. Bulls. Is it individual? Like, like, is it is it now yeah. like individual? Sixers. Celtics? I don't know. I, there really isn't one. There's not a. There's not a great rivalry in the NBA. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's 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 wild. Uh, we had one super chat that came through from Mikey Wait. Awesome. My buddy Kyle watching for the first time. What's up, Kyle? Hi, Loves Kyle. Dave's takes. Shocked by the F1 news. Big hockey guy. He better hit the thumb and subscribe. We agree, Mikey. Thank agree. you, Kyle. We appreciate you watching. Um, we don't want to shock anybody, but Addison, I mean, we're just trying to keep it real. I, I had no idea about Lewis and Ferrari and all this other stuff. And is that, I mean, do, are people upset by that today? P roll? Like, are they mad that he left to go to the other team or, or what? Lewis Hamilton. You mean that, that yeah. news? I don't know. I don't follow F1. I mean, I just, I saw Minty's, I saw, I saw Minty go, what? And then Addison's all over it. <laughs> That's it. I, just, I saw it. I was like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Oh, scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> like it didn't stop me or anything. I wasn't like, ooh, no. Favorite thing about today is what? Um, so this morning I touched base with C Mac and Aaron and Joe O. Made another couple phone calls and really. <sighs> kind of came into the reality that one, we're doing the show at Resorts World next Thursday at four o'clock Pacific. And two, a hell of a lot of people that we know are coming. And it's gonna be a very different week. Um I posted on my Twitter that three years ago today, speaking of Minty and Yahoo Sportsbook, they did that video of me with all the facial reactions talking about the million dollar Super Bowl bet. And I came up in my feed and I was like, that's been three years since that video. They did that video. and We did all the facial expressions. They produced it. It's 90 seconds. It's silly. It's fun. It's hilarious, but it's true. And it reminded me of these other stories. And that's what I ended up talking to one of the people this morning about was Super Bowl stories. and. My favorite thing about today is that we're doing a show again from Media Row and a live show, and it all hit me today, this morning. So with that being said, and the brigade, somebody just said the best rivalry in sports is the BVB brigade versus the world. I don't know if that's – we don't need to take on the world. We're not taking on anybody. We're welcoming people in. Mm. But all of that. With us having Super Bowl week, that's that's right now. I got the Resorts World hat, all this other stuff. That's my favorite thing about today, right now. Wait, what is going on? Lakers Clippers? Front Office Sports just broke a story. What? That billionaire Peter Thiel is funding the, quote, enhanced games, a rival to the Olympics that would allow athletes to use PEDs. He's going to allow athletes to use steroids Yep. to then perform at 
Are you frozen or are you just in total disbelief? I'm in complete and total disgust. <laughs> well, you were frozen there for a second, but then you okay. So okay. you're back. Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I, I, just I don't know. To, I don't I know. You, you literally I, tuned out to everything. Sorry. I, I, I don't know what just happened. The PED League. You're, you're excited about this, Jeff Benny? You want the PED League? The enhanced games. Coke party and halftime in the locker rooms. I mean, what are we doing? We're going to play baseball where you just go ahead and like guys are like taking shots in the ass. <laughs> like you just go ahead and what? <laughs> Pause. What did you just say? I say some crazy shit. <laughs> Intentionally, you know, shots in the ass. <laughs> shots, yes. shots, like yeah, with a syringe. Right, I yeah. touch. Yes, just, oh. something else, right? Yes, I almost fell uh, out of the chair. <laughs> Yeah. Um, wow, that would be that would be interesting. What kind of games are we playing? Somebody, that's too. Somebody did pitch a perfect game with L, on LSD. That is true. They did that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, Doc that's Ellis, true. Pittsburgh Pirates, nineteen seventy-four. <laughs> His cocaine a PED list has Daryl Strawberry. Yes. No, Chef Benny. Let's not see how far we can push the human body. No, not interested. No, fighters killed. You know, a boxing match. It's going to be brutal. My God. This would be something else to watch. All right. Sure. Okay. Let's see what happens. Um, my favorite thing about today. Did you know tomorrow our kids don't have school? No, I did not. Tomorrow's President's Day. I did. I did not know. Today's Friday. I learned that. I learned that this morning. I was driving to school and Madeline was like, it's Friday. I was like, it's Thursday. She was like, oh, no, it's Friday. I said, what, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, I have school tomorrow. I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah. President's Day tomorrow. Groundhog Day, too, but it's President's Day tomorrow. Yeah, I bet that he will see a shadow. It's minus like 800. Bet the, bet the yes? Yeah, he's going to see it. Pakistani Phil is going to see his shadow? Get run Pretty back much every year. It, it doesn't happen oh, very no. often that he doesn't, but he's going to see it tomorrow. Yep. Oh, no. That's yep. not good. More winter. Six more weeks of winter? Is that what it is? Yep. Six more weeks of winter. Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite thing about today is that tomorrow's going to be chaos. So I'm going to enjoy the calm of, of this Tuesday afternoon. Tomorrow's Once chaos because it's roll call Friday too. It always is. But tomorrow is, I don't know. President's day is, is, is going to be celebrated tomorrow. My daughter doesn't have school tomorrow. That's what she said. You see, it's, it's, a, or she said it's ninth, the 19th. They're celebrating it tomorrow. I don't know why, but there's no school tomorrow. I think you're letting a nine-year-old hustle you. I I'm telling you, she just told me and I believe her. And the guy, the crossing guard told me the same thing. Cause it was, it was dead. There was nobody there. President's day. President's day on the calendar for what Whitrock said. I don't know. I mean, did you get the day off? Do you get the day off or is it 19th? It's a Monday. So maybe they celebrated on a Friday. I don't know. It's groundhog day. I was told I was told there's no school tomorrow. That's what I was told on the way on the way to work today, on the way to school today. Madeline We're gonna me, have to double check sources. We have, we have no school tomorrow. And I was like, no school tomorrow. She's like, we have no school tomorrow. It's Friday. Today's the last day. I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh great. So you're gonna be home during the show. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna come in the chat. I was like, great. Must be like, a teacher work day. Another one of those. Well, oh. it's definitely not President's Day. President's Day. Told- on the calendar here in the United States is February 19th. That's so interesting. Yeah. I was literally, she literally told me that it was because of President's Day. 
and it made sense. I was like, all right, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, on, she on February. you that it was President's Day three weeks in advance of President's Day. Oh, it is structured teacher planning day. There is no school, but they are off on Monday the 19th as well. <laughs> they have both days off. <laughs> so I'm not getting hustled. She has no school. Structured teachers planning day. Planning day. Yeah. Structured teachers planning day. And then on the 19th, they do have it off for President's Day. So I'm going to go and enjoy some peace and quiet before she's off school tomorrow. So there we go. And and, and tomorrow, Buck to Tony Phil said two How more weeks. Said two more weeks of Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, what day's Lou getting here? Lou's going to be here. He'll be here for the show. Let's go. You guys, you guys will see Lou for the show, I think. So Maddie lied, but Delta didn't lie. Correct. She lied, but she also didn't lie because she gets she gets both days off. She just had the wrong day. So, yes, <laughs> teacher's PED day. Yes, that's exactly what that is. <laughs> Come on. 100%. Yes. 100%. That's what that is. Yes. You're absolutely right. Teachers BS day. 100%. Yes. Get us out of here. Back tomorrow. Roll call Friday. Big day. Talk to you guys all tomorrow. RCF for BBB.